Hey, this is Jessica Marr and you're listening to the Moto X Pod Show, the only podcast that we listen to down under. What's up, guys? This is Hunter Lawrence and you're listening to the Moto X Podcast. Welcome to the Moto X Pod Show, starring Darkseid, with co-host Scotty, sometimes TJ. It's that time again. We are back with another episode of the Moto X Pod Show. This thing just keeps going and going this week. It's episode 223, 223 episodes of the show, a few one-offs here and there. I don't know if you guys checked out the Colin Morrison one that I put up last week. That thing's posted. Got a lot of good reviews out of that. Uh, this week, though, we are back, like I said, 223, brought to you by our title sponsor, Cherubies USA. For decades, Cherubies USA has been the leader in moto plastic and accessories with products that fit perfect, look great, and last. Cherubies has what you need. Whether it's full plastic kits, individual pieces, hand guards, chain guides, and sliders, or anything else they offer, visit acherubiesusa.com and support our title sponsor. Follow them on Instagram and let them know we sent you. Our co-title sponsor, Race Tech. Race Tech is the world's largest aftermarket suspension modification company. All Race Tech products include award-winning gold valves and settings are 100% guaranteed, made right here in the USA. Racetech also offers state-of-the-art precision engine services and parts to all engine builders. So visit Racetech.com for more info and use the promo code MOTOXPOD to save. Dude, get that. Get those, your forks serviced, your shock serviced. Get complete revalves, whatever you guys need. Hit them up. Use the promo code MOTOXPOD. Also, Fly Racing, X-Brand Goggles, Works Connection. Dude, if you don't have something Works Connection on your bike, I don't know where. what's wrong with you, but I don't know where you're living like a bizarre world. Torque One Racing on board. Our jerky. Use that promo code MOTOXPOD21. I purchased some jerky this weekend and had it sent to the hotel uh, in Minneapolis. So it will be there when I get there so I can enjoy that in the freezing cold. Berm Lords Graphics and Jersey ID. Need a new graphics kit? You need to up- upgrade your bike? You need to get your uh, name and number on the back of your, your jersey? Add all your sponsors, as many as you can fit. Bermlords can do it, or as little as you want, they can do it. Graphics at bermlords.com. Shock Socks, Williams Moto Works, Extreme Colors, Blood Lubricants, Power Band Racing, and True Fusion Sports all on board with us. Again, 223 tonight. We have Shane McElrath coming on. Uh, Austin Forkner is going to be on after the press conference here in a little bit. They're doing that right now, the East Coast press conference. He's going to be on tonight talking about starting the season up. Man, we're going to see what, where he's at uh, after some injuries. Adam Entenap's going to come on. He made his first main this last week at A3. He's going to come on, the 7 Deuce Deuce. And in post, if you guys are watching on YouTube, you will miss out on this one. But Daniel Blair is going to come on later this evening. We'll add that thing to the end of the show. Uh, he hit me up a couple days ago, maybe yesterday. I don't even remember. And asked if uh, we had room for him. And, of course, we have room for Daniel Blair, Scotty. Yeah, it's going to be cool. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, I, I was I reading. Expected, com- I expected more out of no, you. No, I'm sorry. That. I was reading comments. I wasn't ready for my for my 
my tune in. No worries, no worries. <laughs> well, we're back, Scotty. How you feeling, man? Man, I'm feeling good. I I I think that the uh, the Supercross season is about to take a good turn. Uh, East Coast. I think it's good for the, the the lights or not the lights the 250 class because there wasn't much left of that class after this weekend. So mm-hmm. it'll be good to see a fresh new uh, crop of riders, and I I just I think there's gonna be a lot to come. I think Anderson and Tomac have separated themselves, and let's, it's on. Let's go. Yeah, you were you ready for a nerd joke? Sure. The West Coast 250 class blew up like the Death Star. Oh God, that's yeah. not even good. That's all I got, man. <laughs> It's, it's what came to someone, me. We someone hit the the one little button that's in there that that destructs yes. the whole. Yes, the well, that was in the whoops. <laughs> yeah, it was the whoops. It was the button. The yeah, the the little hole. What I shoot, I can't think. With the expansion chamber, whatever was in the whoops. Yeah. Anyway, that's a terrible joke. Whatever. <laughs> it's okay, guys. If you're listening to this, if you're fans of the show, check out our Patreon page and dude, support the show if you can. Uh, every little bit helps. You can do as little as a dollar a month if you want to support the show. You know, $5, $10, $100, it really goes a long way for us. Gets us to some of these races. Gets us, uh, I, I actually had to order some stuff for my camera setup the other day. So, you know, that, yeah, some of that money got used for that. Uh, we really, it means a lot to us. And our YouTube channel, if you're watching on YouTube, or even if you're not, subscribe to our YouTube channel. I'm sure I'm going to get some video this weekend for the, the Moto X Pod Show vlog, get some interviews. I had to go up there, like that thing, subscribe, share it with your friends. And same thing on iTunes. Go to the iTunes if that's how you listen to pods. Like the show, leave a comment. All that stuff matters to us. It matters to the the what's the word I'm looking for the um, algorithm to get us moving up, get us seen. So yeah, we want to we want to you know move this show on up, get more sponsors, get more money, go to more races. Yeah, that, that, you know it it doesn't take much, and it just kind of keeps growing. And I I got an opportunity to go because of it, so it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, obviously we just came off a three uh, and. The really the biggest story is the decimation of the 250 class, the whoops. It's been talked about so much. I don't know how much we really need to get into it. I feel I do feel like Feld needs to look at it. It, it, it was bad. All the riders are complaining. Basically, pretty much all the riders. I don't think I've heard anybody say that was great. The great the whoops were awesome. It caused a lot of problems. Uh, for the 250 guys, yeah, I think for the 450 guys though, it's good. It's a good separator. I, he's got to have something because they're all doing the same rhythms. I mean, yeah, but those guys, even like Jason and Eli, almost died multiple times. Yeah, it's, it shouldn't be that sketchy. They can, I think they can be that big. They just need to roll them. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, it. I mean, it. It is what it is. I. I. I think they're trying to do something different. I've. I've liked it so far. I think that they do need to kind of give them a break though. Yeah, Justin Starling was talking last night that, like, the whoops were, like, different size on the right than the left, and then, like, they were going kind of, like, they weren't even. They were kind of going up and going down, or maybe they went up in the middle and went back down. Like, I don't think, I don't know if that's something, like, you just said they're trying to do something different, or if somebody new is building the whoops, but, man, they got to get a hold of it. I don't like it. I don't want to see these guys get hurt. I want big whoops. I want them to be challenging for yeah. the for the to for good racing, but I don't want them to be killing guys because they're too sketchy, too dangerous, whatever. You know, I, I don't know. I don't I don't like that. But as far as the four fifty class, you mentioned like Jason Anderson, Eli Tomac, right now are the class of the field. I still think I think without a couple of little things, negative things happening, Jason's the points leader. I mean, he's only twelve back. That's yeah, not much. Like this this still could be a really good season. Whether Cooper can turn things around, I don't see Cooper catching up. But I, think I can, he's start I can still, he can, I still think I that he could get uh, top three for the podium. Yeah. Um, the the one thing that is is 
I thought is kind of interesting is what's what's up with Marv? He, what do you he mean? he'll 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 pull the whole shot and then drop the tenth. Yeah. He'll start to tenth and then go to third. He'll go in third and then crash and go to seventh and work his way back up to fourth. Like what what where like I don't know. Is he's Maybe fast? Is he's what what's what's going on with him? I mean, we could ask that about a bunch of guys, right? You can ask that about Kenny and Cooper. I don't know what's going on. I mean, I, I just think nobody those guys aren't consistent right now, clearly. They're probably having bike issues or figuring out the new bike. Trying to maybe settings. I, I don't know the answer because they're not telling us anything. But clearly, there's no consistency with those guys. But then again, you have this field of guys where there's, a, I mean, a lot of fast guys. Dylan's super, super fast. If he's not crashing, if he's not getting bad start, well, even when he gets bad starts, he's fast. I just don't know that there's a whole lot of consistency. I haven't looked at the lap times to see. I mean, obviously, a couple guys are dropping off. But I think if you don't get a good start, and you get a couple guys to pass you right away, you're just kind of screwed. Like, you can't really make that time back up. Yeah, it's, you have to start off fast, yeah, and you, you have, have to, to get, hold it the whole race. you got to get good starts. I mean, it, it's if you don't get a good start, it's not impossible to get up to the front, but it's very unlikely. It's just the field is too good right now, and really not a lot of major injuries. I mean, obviously, Adam went out, but for the most part. I mean, part, he was already hurt Yeah, the 450 in, so. guys are pretty good so far most of um like i can't think off the top of my head of anybody that's really hurt right yeah no, no they stayed yeah. in there for the most part um so as as far as that goes um the chat room is pretty much talking about what i think you know the chat room is talking about i i don't know i mean it could it's be a the, lot of things I th- you know i don't know it's it's the last show with the oh, pony that is true that is true uh, i don't know that we have time to get into that right now um i guess we can I feel, uh, Jake before, said, "How about we get Amber in for some questioning and answers about the haircut?" Dude, she's not about getting on the podcast. <laughs> no, I tried, I, and she wouldn't talk about that. She's just, yeah, it's out. Sorry, guys, <laughs> that's not going to happen. Um, I'm not. Is like last night. Those guys are like, "Oh, he's so." I was going to get him more confidence, and he's not confident now, and he's so upset. And like, I'm, I'm not upset. I'm not angry. I'm not worried. Really, I, I don't. I don't know what the word is for how I feel. It's just weird. Yeah. And as far as the confidence thing, those guys are idiots, man. I, I feel like <laughs> I'm pretty damn confident in myself. Like, if anything, I might feel less confident once their hair's cut. Well, that's what I was thinking. I was, I was thinking, but, like... No, I still feel pretty confident in myself. Whether there's any... I have any right to be confident, maybe not. But, I, yeah, that's, like, that's stupid. Those guys have... Chris and Steve have zero idea what they're talking about when it comes to me. They think they know me. They don't know shit. It's, it's, very, it's very high school-esque. It's yeah. kind of, it's funny. Yeah, I mean, I'm playing along with it, and maybe to some degree I should just be like, F you guys, but, I mean, I still see it I mean, as a, you a knew that fun. it was going to be yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, I, I see it as a little bit fun right now. Like, I don't feel like there's many lines crossed. I mean, Steve says some things that don't make sense sometimes, but, <laughs> I mean, I'm getting a bike out of the deal. I'm cool. I'm I'm happy about that. But, you know, the funny thing is, I meant to, I was going to call Kiefer today about this. Over the last couple of weeks, there's been a couple of moments, whether it be like at a grocery store or Walmart or you've been noticing or, the or looks machine shops happen a lot like when we go to oh, i'm working for the city i have to go to a machine shop for something there's a lot of older guys like older than me with long hair and they're like real thin scraggly hair we also live in the south heavy set guys and i'm like i don't want to look like that like they don't look cool at all i hope i don't look that uncool right now maybe i do and i just don't see it but i don't want to look like that so maybe it's not a bad thing i don't know yet 
But like I know I, that I don't want to be sixty years old with a. You, big you definitely pot, don't have a mullet. Like I don't want to have a big pot belly and real stringy, thin. Like your hair's almost gone. Like uh, George Carlin esque. Like that's not a good look. So anyway, I'm not that worried about it. Some of it I play up a little bit for the show. We'll see how it goes, man. But let's if we we can if they have more questions or comments, we can maybe get into that a little bit. But before we have eight minutes before we got to get Shane on. 250 East kicks off this weekend at Minneapolis. Yep. It is a day race. Four o'clock, I think, race time, local time. That's so weird. Very weird. Uh, I think there's, I think Steve said, that's Denver. Denver's a even weirder schedule. Anyway, it's going to be early, early morning qualifying. Like negative three degrees. I almost wish I hadn't said that because if anybody's playing fantasy, I want them to forget and miss out. Oh, yeah. Should have kept my mouth shut, but regardless. But 250 East, Jet Lawrence, Austin Forkner, Cameron McAdoo, R.J. Hampshire, Max Volan, J- uh, Jeremy Martin. Then you got like Pierce Brown, Derek Drake, Mitchell Oldenburg, Jet Reynolds, the rookie, and Phil Nicoletti. There's some good guys, man, on the East right now. Yeah. How long that lasts, I don't know. But there's the first four or five. I don't know about Max. Four of the first five I mentioned potentially should be able to win races, all those guys. I know we always say that. We always think it's going to be a little different than it turns out, but I'm very excited for this East Coast. Okay. The question is, who's more the guy to... Guy, whose championship is it more to lose, J-Marts or Jets? No, Jet. I don't think J-Marts even the top two or three. J-Marts never he, been good in Supercross. I, I mean, know, but, okay, it's but, his, but it's his time. It's dude, no way. Jet Lawrence, Austin Forkner, and RJ are the favorites, in my opinion. I, I, I can't guess. I can't argue. I, I, you can't not can put crashing. J Mart in unless something crazy he's happens. He's in the top four or five, like him and McAdoo he's in the a, other two. But I think would all you those call guys, him? You call him a title contender at least? Jet or I mean uh, Jeremy? Yeah. Of the top five, how many can I say are title contenders? Because I could say any of those five could win. Well, potentially. I mean, I guess going into but the realistically, I'm going to say the title contenders are Jet Lawrence, Austin Forkner, R.J. Hampshire. Okay. I got you. I think with I, McAdoo and Jeremy as one A's. One A, I think one B's. I think Max is my surprise. Oh yeah, I think he's going to be really good. He did have a little foot issue a couple weeks ago. He's Tyler yeah. agrees with me. J Mart is winning it. Stamp it. I'll argue it. I'll drive the J Mart bus. Drive it all you want, but <laughs> I mean, Steve's been driving that troll train for a long time and uh, hasn't gone anywhere. Hey, they, they, Craig was kind of in the J. That's a good point, Tyler. Craig was kind of in that same conversation going into this round. And look, and look who's just unbeatable. Looks like Stewart, you know. Oh, we'll Craig. see. I, I, Jeremy's going to have to show me something that he, you know, hasn't really shown yet in Supercross before I change my opinion. But uh, to, yeah, I don't, I just don't see it yet. I'm going, yeah. I'm actually going perfect world, no goofy crashes. Well, Austin Fortner is a champion. Yeah. Hey, but, he hasn't proven that yet either. So some, to some degree, I'm contradicting myself, but I'm putting Austin and Jed as the top two with RJ right there. Moto Limited show says McAdoo is Ooh. your winner. Moto Limited. Is that Nick or Trent? Just says Moto Limited. I think that's Trent. If it's, if it's Trent, I'll give him credit. If it's Nick, he's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I got to tell Trent, Trent sent me, uh, you guys heard that drop at the beginning, if you're listening, uh, of uh, Jessica Marr. That's that's Trent's wife. I love that accent, man. Oh, uh, yeah? We, we were, we were when we were at A1, I was at their hotel, and he was Trent was FaceTiming his wife, and I was like, damn, your 
your your chick's got a sexy accent. Like it just sounds awesome. <laughs> so he he had to record that for me, and they actually recorded a, a real special one for me that I can't play on here. Oh, so fancy. Yeah, yeah. But he doesn't <laughs> know about the, the the video she sent me, but I also got a video. Dang, has shots fired over here. <laughs> <laughs> he knows that's bullshit. But yeah. uh, okay, let's. Uh, well, we got four minutes, so. Yeah, I don't know. What do you want to touch on before we go to break? There's not really a lot of time to talk about anything. Is there anything that stood out to you from A3? Man, it it was kind of... Uh, All the guys that almost died? Yeah, like... Yeah, it was like like four laps in a row, same spot, just yeah. carnage. Hunter and like, Joe Shimoda, dude, that was nasty. And then, and then uh, Derek Kelly got caught up into it. It didn't yeah. get hurt, but he, it, he, was, he was putting in a good ride. That was a good chance for him to be top five, I think. And I think he could have, because there was, I mean, look at the look at the top five that was there. I mean, it wasn't the guys that were normally in there. This, you know, I don't yeah, want to. Most had an issue. Yeah, and uh, so it was just it was just carnage as far as but as far as the the whole kind of thing went. To oh, me, the fun. the the best race was the four hundred and fifty LCQ. Oh, that was great! Yeah. It was good. Yeah, we love those, those LCQ. Should and always be on TV. I always. think. I think as far as the 450 main goes, I think Tomac realized that he didn't quite have Anderson's speed last night or the, that night. And I think the question comes to Tomac obviously kind of does better in the football stadiums. He, the, his best race of the year is Glendale, the only football stadium that we've had. And I, I just think that once we go there, does Anderson still have that edge on him once we go into the the East Coast and football stadiums and more ruddier tracks. I I just I'm I'm excited to see the dogfight between them two. It's it's obviously come down to both of them, and uh, I I just kind of I just kind of see what happens. And then I like that there's now the championship battle is kind of formed. Mm-hmm. And what's cool about it is, is there's so many guys that can play spoiler. So like yeah. you never know who's going to get in there and get a, be a hot that day. You know, Chase can be hot any day. Mookie can be hot any day. You got to expect Cooper Webb to turn it around and have you know do something. So it'll be kind of cool. Maybe Kenny figure something out. It'll be hopefully. I'd like to see it turn. Yeah, Kenny can turn something out. Yeah. Hopefully, I'd like to see it turn into a thing to where it's you know it's the two guys in the championship, but it's not it's not just like in the past where. Even if one of them goes down, they're still going to get second. You know, like I, it's going to be a real yeah, title fight. Yeah, so yeah, that's what that's be. that's I, my I hope. hope. So. There's a lot of guys that could be potential uh, winners, and yeah, if they don't make mistakes, like Jason Anderson in in qualifying had that case that triple, and that could have been bad. That could have ended a season almost. Like that was pretty gnarly. And I think who hit him? Two got two guys hit him, and I don't even remember who it was off the top of my head now. But uh, oh, maybe it was Chase Sexton and. Uh, Cooper, Cooper Webb, because yeah, yeah, Webb got up, helped him get it, the bike off of him. So that was, oh, yeah. that was pretty scary. All right, commercial break. We'll be back with Shane McElrath. What's up, guys? This is the Seven Juice Trade out of Entercamp. I'm here to tell you about Aturbis USA. For decades, Aturbis has been the leader in motorcycle plastic and accessories like full plastic kits, frame guards, chain sliders, hand guards. In 2020, they are the proud sponsors of Red Bull, Factory KTM, Factory Kawasaki, TLD KTM, and Rocky Mountain KTM, as well as many top privateers such as myself. All you got to do is go to AturbeeUSA.com or call 1-800-659-1440, and y'all better tell them Motorhead Pajo sent you. 
Hey, Dad. Great race. Not sure how you could even see. Thanks, bud. Track conditions were pretty brutal. But thanks to my X-Brand goggles, I had hashtag clear vision all the way. X-Brand Goggles has grown into the goggle choice of many of the top privateers, such as Ben LeMay, John Short, Alex Ray, Kyle Chisholm, as well as 2017 Works and Hare and Hound champion Gary Sutherland. Hey guys, this is Gary Sutherland, 2017 Works and Hare and Hound champion, and I trust X-Brand. My name is Ben LeMay, and I choose X-Brand Goggles. Hi, I'm Andy Kiefer, and whenever I want to be best dressed, I wear X-Brand Goggles. Hey guys, this is Kyle Chisholm. And for almost a decade in my professional racing career, I've chosen X-Brand as my goggles. Now, X-Brand Goggles is joining the Moto X Pod Show for 2020 with their EKS, S, and Flat Out Series goggles. Go to EKSBrand.com or email DarksideMX3 at AOL.com for pricing. What's up, guys? This is Alex motherfucking Ray. And if you don't use X-Brand, then if you're looking for top quality hard parts you need to visit torque one racing torque one racing has a passion for the racing industry and are a proud supporter of the moto x pod show find the flow with torque one racing handlebars levers shifters brake pedals and grips torque one racing is the title sponsor of the moto x pod show so support those who support us visit torqueoneracing.com and order your defy lock on grips today What's up, guys? Our first guest of the night is brought to you by Fly Racing. Since 1998, Fly Racing has been developing and innovating its gear line. Fly Racing is the only choice if you want the best. Just check out their line of current riders and go to your local dealership and ask for Fly Racing, distributed through WPS. Tonight, Fly Racing brings us from Rocky Mountain ATV MCKTM, Shane McElrath. What's up, buddy? What is going on? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, man. You know, it's, I don't know. I know I've talked to you a number of times. I don't know that I've ever had you on the show. I just don't, I didn't have your number in my phone. So that was weird. Yeah. I, I think you're right. Honestly, like I, I, I know I've talked to you before, Yeah, but not, not on the radio. That blew me away. Like when yeah. I, I saw you in the airport at Glendale and I like mm-hmm. was checking my phone and didn't have your number. I was like, wow, what a what a miss by me. That's on me, but I, yeah, I was, uh, it's all good. Yeah. I, I was glad we ran into each other, man. Look, let's, this is essentially your rookie season. Last year, you got two races mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, had the injury. Your starts <clears throat> are killing it. And I, I imagine you're just still trying to figure things out. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm a little bit disappointed about the last two weekends. We've been, we've been changing some stuff and it's, it's affected my starts, but, um, I'm back on what I was on and I'm, I'm ready to rip some more whole shots. I'm, I'm enjoying really the learning process. It's really tough class trying to figure out how to race the 450. And I missed out pretty much on all year last year, just experience wise. So trying to, I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out a lot of things right now. So yeah, it's a, uh, and really, getting good starts is the best way that I know how to put myself in the mix and try and soak up as much as I can. Yeah, absolutely. I want to go back to what you just said. You said trying to learn to race the 450 specifically for you. What does that mean? Well, it's dude, the 450s. I mean, I just think back to always hearing people, people talk about the four strokes as being like a lazy man's bike (laughs) and like the, the four strokes are, are super easy to ride and then you get on the 450 and it's like holy cow this thing has a lot of power well then we get on a supercross track and we're 
like we barely use half the throttle yeah. on it. And then we put, we're put in a race scenario and just the, the intensity of the race is super hard to, to control the power. I mean, you're just like, go, 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 but you have to respect the bike or it, it will a either beat you up or throw you off. And so that's really the hardest thing is how can I, how can I set up my bike and like with your engine guy, it's like, how can, how can he tune it to where mentally I can, I can ride it hard. And it's like, you don't have to worry about, Oh, I barely have to hit the gas here. I'm, I have to let off here. It's like, you want to try and be able to ride it as hard as you can, given, given how much power it has. Right. And so that's, that's really the hardest thing. Do you think that it would be beneficial if the premier class, your class was also on two fifty Fs and there was like, you know, an entry class, whatever they want to call it, but the, the premier, everybody rode two fifties in supercross because it really is unnecessary to have a, the, the power of a 450. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. Okay. It's, honestly, ex- experience wise, like, dude, some of those guys, what, what's hard is like when we're in qualifying, like some of my best qualifiers have came from like literally just trying to connect the whole track. And I'm, I'm not really being that aggressive and I'm still like maybe like two seconds off the, the fastest time. Uh-huh. But I'm like, dude, I really like looking for those extra little bits and, and hanging it out on the 450 is totally different than the 250. And <laughs> okay. so that's where like the, the level of experience and just respect for the bike. And I, I'm telling you, it's, it's an art in itself to, for like some of those guys, how well they ride the 450 given they they've been there for 10 years, but it's like, dude, it is not easy. And that's, that's what I'm learning. And so I think it's, it's kind of part of being the, the premier open class is that's, yeah. I mean, it would obviously be easier to ride something with less power. And I mean, starts honestly, like the, the three fifty I raced at monster cup. Yeah. Uh, some years ago that, that bike was really fast. Like I, at the time that was, that was more than enough. And I had trouble riding it because in my head, I'm like the first year I raced it, it was, it was a glorified 250, and I could kind of like just <laughs> race it hard. Yeah, well, the next yeah. year they actually, they actually put some time into building the motor for it. And I, I could not ride it the same. It was like, Oh, I have to ride this more like a, a 450. So, I mean the, the three fifties when they, when they've got some good motor work done to them, they're, they're super good. I don't really know. I know they're a little bit lighter, but I don't know. Yeah. I, it's just a different skill uh, set. Being so, a, yeah. yeah. Being a rookie, I don't know that I'm really the one to answer that question. <laughs> no, that's but, fair. That's fine. That was a yeah. good answer. Actually. I liked it. So it kind of changed my opinion actually. Cause you talk about it being a different skill set. I kind of like that as a, yeah. a factor. So no, you, you actually changed my thought process in your answer. Okay. Yeah, anybody can cool. just hold it wide open, right? Uh, well, not anybody. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. Yeah. Even the 250s now, though, they yeah. they, they have good power. And as as we've seen it a lot on the tighter tracks over the last few years where the 250s will, will qualify faster because 
I mean, you can, you can get in and out of the corners like super quick. Whereas the 450, I mean, unless you're going down to first gear in some of the corners, it's, it's kind of hard to, to do some of the tighter tracks. So, right. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, so Shane, I kind of wanted to go back. We talked about your starts at the beginning. I kind of want to go back to that for a second. So mm-hmm. you've, you've obviously like, it's not even without, without a doubt have been the best starter. I think of the 450 class this year, you you've consistent, consistent wise, yeah. wise, you're just always right there. So what, what is it that you think that you're doing different than the other guys? Is it, is it a technique? Is it your gear that you're in? Is it, you're, you just naturally have a good reaction. What, what do you think is giving you those starts every time? Um, well, honestly, if I told you, I'd have to kill you. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, so it's, it's honestly, the starts are probably one of the easiest things to overthink and over practice. And it, it's for me, it's one of, it's one of the, the little things that once you, once you know how to do a start and get a good start, it, it honestly, you don't necessarily need to practice them. You don't need to work on them in it because it's a lot of it's mental. And like I can, me personally, I, I work on starts more mentally than physically because there, you've always got these, these variables when you you're actually on the gate, like outside of the gate changes from gate to gate and from track to track and all the way around. But it's like the greats, now that we have the greats, the launch is consistent every single time. And so it's just, it's super easy to a not be completely focused on the start when you're on the starting line. It's I'm telling you, it is so easy to already be thinking about the race and already be thinking about the first turn. And it's like, you have to be, complete focus on the start and that's that's really all i try to focus on i i try not to focus on the race at all it's like once we're out there we just react like the the i mean as racers we we take it as it comes really yeah but the start is kind of where it's like dude i i have to be 100 percent focused right here because my my main goal is to beat the guy on my left and the guy on my right because if I do that, then I'm I'm in pretty good space. Yeah, it's so interesting what you're saying because I'm sitting here thinking about like what whether it be uh, whoops or or anything you're involved in. If if somebody's good at a particular thing, like you're you're obviously killing it on the starts. Like you're like it's it's easy to focus on this and and do this. This is what I have to focus on, and you have it figured out for you. But then there's a guy like, like say, Dylan Ferrandez who's just struggling, probably pulling his hair out. David Villeman's probably going crazy with it, and they just can't figure it out. But that comes, you know, it's coming, I don't want to say easy, but it's, it's working for you. It's so interesting, like you said, the mental side of it. He's probably going insane. You're like, yeah, it's, it's you just have to do this, and you can do it. You know, it's it's just so it's so yeah. interesting when somebody's good at something and somebody else maybe he's not, and those people are like, no, dude, it's not that easy. <laughs> Yeah. And I, dude, I, I can tell you I've been in that situation and, and you literally will try anything. Yeah. You're, it's like, what's this dude down the road think? What is, what is so-and-so think? Yeah. Because you're just like, dude, I, I've tried everything I can think of and I'm, I'm open to anything anybody has to say. And I mean, Dylan, unfortunately 
um, he's one of the best on the track and, and we have all seen him struggle with his starts. And I mean, personally that to me, that goes back to, it's so easy when you're in that, that position to, to try anything. And then you're, it's the same with suspension. You're like, uh, I'm, I'm not sure I'll deal with it now. And then it's like, okay, well maybe I'll change this down the road and I'll deal with it now. Mm -hmm. And like after so many times, then you're like, dude, what the, where am I even at? (laughs) And so I, I can, I, I can understand what he's going through right now because I, I know for a fact with how much Dylan puts into his riding and his training and everything, like I know he is, he is trying everything on his starts, just knowing how he is. And yeah, it's, it's hard it's, it's hard, but it, at the same time, it's like, well, I'm just, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing because that's, that's my advantage, uh, over other riders. And so right now it's like, I I'm working on other areas of my racecraft, and I can rely on my starts. It's like, okay, I'm, it doesn't matter who I line up against. I, I try to pick the best gate I can. And it's like, I try not to look left. I try not to look <laughs> right. And it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm about to get a good start because that's yeah. all I'm focused on. Yeah. I, I dig that. Uh, and once you get those good starts with the way the races have gone and you start getting past, like, again, I'm not a guy, I say this every week. I'm not a guy that has any riding talent. I go ride for fun, but I, I would think once guys start going by you, you could get a little bit disheveled if you're not focused. Like you're talking about, like what, when that's happening, you're in that moment and guys are starting to pass you. Is it easy or difficult to stay focused and positive on what you're doing and say, okay, I'm going to learn from this. I'm going to watch what these guys are doing. Or can, can you kind of easily be like, crap, it's just falling apart. Uh, a little bit of both. Okay. It honestly, it honestly depends on, uh, maybe some of the changes you've made that day to the bike. And I mean, for me, it's, it's kind of been frustrating because like, I'm, I'm trying going back to like trying to learn to race the 450 mm-hmm. in, in my head. I'm like, dude, we got the whole shot. Let's go. But then I, I override the track a little bit and I'm wearing myself out and I'm like, dude, what, what am I doing? And then somebody will pass me and I'll just be like, all right, settle down a little bit and just, just follow the person ahead of me. And then I'm like, dude, this is, this is nicer to be here. And then it, it's it's just crazy because the the consistency and the intensity i don't know if it's just for me not racing in a while but it's like my mentality is get the whole shot and like sprint and especially like on the in the 450 class like there's there's no time all day where we go out on a a pretty decent track like it's always beat up it's always kind of the the bottom of the barrel and the 450 class those guys they're they ride with a pretty good amount of intensity for a very long time it's not like they've got insane intensity and then they flatten out right and that's what that's what's kind of i'm having to figure out is where's that balance of okay can i ride this pace for a little while just to learn instead of 
banging my head against the wall and wearing myself out. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Got to be smart. Yeah. And that's, it sounds yeah. like, yeah, you, you, you are a smart right racer. It sounds like clearly. Go I'm on, trying to be. <laughs> yeah. yeah right? I, I think you get there, man. You're on, you're, you seem like one of those guys that you're, you know, you, you have a, a path that you're going down and you, you understand what you need to do and you, you are smart and I think you'll get there eventually. Um, yeah, so, I, well, well, before we, you go, before we, you go, go ahead. I, I think it really goes back to, what you were talking about, uh, you know, be, being a rookie, learning the 450, like it is still, you're still learning, man. You're still, yeah, it's it's still a learning process, Scotty, for him. So, yeah, yeah he is going to get there, obviously. He has the skills. It's just putting it all together and figuring it all out. So, yeah, what? it's just yeah. going to be a frustrating season probably this year. Maybe for another, you know, maybe to come around. Hopefully it does in the next couple of races. But, yeah, yeah it's I'm, just, yeah. Go, ahead. go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I'm just, I was going to say, I'm just trying to be patient. And that's, it's like I have a good weekend and then it's like, I have a really good week and I'm then it's like something goes a little wrong. I'm like, okay, what's, what's going on here? So right. I'm trying, I'm just trying to find the consistency of being good. Like not necessarily great one weekend and then holy crap, what, what are you doing out there? <laughs> right. Right. And yes. so, yeah, it's, that's, that's another thing in itself. Uh, and to your credit, this you're also in the arguably the most stacked 450 class that we've had in a long time. So is you know there's very little room for error. You know, um, yeah. We did have a uh, uh, listener question. Um, they said mm-hmm. that they wanted to kind of see what what maybe some of the differences were in the bike that you're on now, maybe compared to some of the factory help that you got in the past on the uh, you know the Star and then the TLD team. Are are you getting most of the factory stuff that you want, or is there kind of you know do you have to adjust to getting different limits, kind of parts maybe. limits that maybe you weren't used to anything like that? Um, it it hasn't been too hard of a transition. The the thing with the um, I guess the the uh, quote unquote factory teams is really the, the number of people and the, the access to things that they have. Um, I mean, our, our team specifically, like we still have access to most of the, I would say most of the stuff that they did when they were factory. Mm -hmm. Um, We've just kind of taken everything in house now. And so it, it took us a little while to get some things worked out. And like, uh, so with Joey, he's been on like some factory stuff, uh, myself has, and Max, he, he has, but I don't think with KTM, well, maybe in Europe, but I don't know that they would even have the same stuff. Right. Yeah. So, um, it's, like we, we kind of get a feel for stuff that we, that we like. And I mean, people kind of always bring up like Brayton always just wanting his factory front brake. And it's, it, it sounds like a simple, I don't know, petty thing, but as a racer, it's like having a good front brake is the difference in making a pass and not making a pass. And not only once, but turn after turn. And so I mean, for me, I'm, I'm on a production frame, whereas the other guy like Joey and Max, they were on last year's factory frame. And, Mm. and for me, that was just a personal choice. It's like, I, I like the production one. And so we, we still have access to some of those things. Um, it just, we have a lot more freedom to kind of 
pick and choose what we what we want to do and i mean there's really <clears throat> as far as my bike goes i'm on i'm on production frame uh, all production chassis pretty much um just suspension setup and motor and like uh, tie bolts and stuff but um it's i mean my bike is pretty much a bike that anybody else can go out there and 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 buy the parts and and build and i mean we have uh jamie from twisted development doing our motors and he's done motors for a very long time and uh he's he's got it down like pretty solid and came out to the track and did set my bike up the way i wanted it and same for joey and same for max like we each wanted something a little different and and that's what he did for us and same with suspension our our suspension guy marky and uh also mike they uh well mark used to be at ktm and so now we're still using some parts uh from there it's just under a different company so it's um yeah i mean i would say the the factory term is is kind of widespread a little bit we we don't have a lot of data data readers we don't have a lot of um i guess technicians for each specific job we're just kind of a smaller operation and i'm still kind of with the same same goal yeah, I hear nothing but good things about Jamie at Twisted, man. He's helping a work doing engines for a lot of teams and like really I, I know he's been around a long time, but just in the last couple of years I've started hearing about him from like Chris Kiefer mm-hmm. and stuff and yeah, he he's killing it. It seems like you, everybody that he works for has killer motors. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm this is my first time ever having any of his stuff, mm-hmm. but even before this year I've I've over the last few years, I have some buddies that use him, and they've always just been like, "Dude, this guy does such a good job, yeah. such a good job." Yeah. Uh, Shane, we yeah. we don't have a whole lot of time left with you. I got a couple more questions I okay. want to ask you about. Yep. Um, what's what's it like having Burner in your corner? That's a guy with a lot of knowledge and just just really uh, smart when it comes to racing and bike setup. Uh, what's how beneficial is he? Yeah, well, I actually haven't gotten to work with him that much. Okay. Um, j- yeah, because he was on the team last year, and uh, he's he's been at 83 with Cooper Webb, but that was like getting to ride with them and just – I mean, Burner is an ex-racer. He's yeah. got a lot of experience and wisdom and just here – I mean, his it, – it's crazy because every, every ex-racer is detail-oriented but it's not necessarily in all the same areas. Mm-hmm. And so hearing another opinion, another uh, story of his experience. And I mean, it, you can literally take, take everything like somebody like burner says and, and apply it and be like, dude, yeah, that's, that's all pretty spot on. And so, I mean, I know he worked, uh, he worked a lot with Baggett and uh, the guys last year. I know they really, they really loved having him on the team and he seemed to work well with everybody. I just, I didn't get to work directly with him. Okay. Um, fair enough. Yeah. Scotty, you got 
One yeah, more. I've got so we've seen in the in the sports kind of had a change lately. It used to be, you know, didn't have a family, you want you didn't no distractions. And now it kind of seems like the marriage family life kind of grounds you guys and lets you give, you know, has a more support team and you see a lot of guys that once they get that family they start having a lot of success. And I've seen mm-hmm. that you've been kind of, you know, you've been vocal about how important your marriage is to you. And I just kind of wanted to ask maybe a little bit of a different question about that. So what is one thing that your wife does that helps you that she doesn't realize that she does? Obviously, everybody, you know, she helps you with your diet and what you know the obvious stuff. But what is something that she mm-hmm. doesn't even realize that she does that helps you in a long in the long run? Um, probably just her her uh, her role as a wife. I mean, it's in a lot of people see marriage as uh, what what can what can I get out of it? Or like, you, you need to do this for me. This is your job and this and that. And like, honestly, for us, we try to, we try to lead a godly marriage. And so we, we see the Bible as that's, that's firm. And it's like, we, we have disagreements, but ultimately we have to go back to, okay, what, what does scripture say about this? And having a wife like joy, it just, her like we're we're a team and we're in this together and she like her heart is so much that of a servant that it's like she wants to to help me in in any area and that's what is is crazy as as a guy like we we like to be independent we like (laughs) no i got this i got this let me do this and like joy she's like no you 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 go do nothing. You go, you need to rest. You need to recover. She's like, let, let me do this. Let me do this. Like I want to do this. And so just having, having a wife that, that strives to serve, um, selflessly, that's, it, it's honestly the biggest thing. Oh, awesome yeah. answer, man. Awesome. Um, okay. Last question. Glendale free practice. Uh, you, mm-hmm. you and Cooper, man, were a little aggressive in that free practice. I just want to hear, you know, what that was about. <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, I think I think I kind of caught Cooper off guard a little bit. Okay, um, but honestly, like he he went a little wide, and I I was like, oh, I I can get through here, and um, I didn't really expect him to just kind of leave it open that much, and then so I just I just went in there. I didn't really think anything about it, um, and I but then he I could tell he was trying to get back to the inside of me, the next corner, and <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay, cool, we're doing this. So, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I honestly didn't really think anything about it. I thought it, I thought it was pretty cool. Cause I'm like, Hey, Hey man, I'm, I just, I, I tell him all the time at the, at the, the practice track. I'm like, dude, get that web wagon fired up. I'm trying to ride it to the top. <laughs> I like it. I like yeah. it. It was, it was entertaining to watch, man. It was fun. So yeah, I was just yeah. curious how that went. Well, Shane, man, I wish we had a little more time with you, but it's been really great. I, I again, I apologize for not getting you on here sooner. It's ridiculous that I've uh, let it's it go. Good. Well, um, I'll see you this weekend at Minneapolis if I'm not frozen. So you know, yes, sir. <laughs> it's going to be a cold one, but it's going to be a good time. Yeah. So yeah, we'll we'll see you in a couple of days, man. Yeah, Thank if you, you if you recognize him. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna have short yeah. hair, dude. My my hair's getting cut okay. Friday. Yeah, it's a pulp thing, man. You know what? That's all right. Change is good. There so we go. They, Look at that. Chris Kiefer listen, listen and, and Steve keep telling me it's change. It's going to be good for me, but I I don't know, man. I'm not feeling it. But we're it's I I am yeah. getting a 
2022 YZ250 in exchange for me cutting the hair. So I couldn't say oh, no. that's a piece of cake. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll come up and reintroduce myself Saturday. All right. Yeah. I'll have to, I'll have to get a visual of you again so I can remember you. Right. Right. Well, Shane, yeah. thanks for having some time for us tonight, buddy. Uh, be safe and we'll see you this weekend. Yes, sir. All Thank right, you. Take care. Thanks. See you guys. Bye. Bye. All right, that was Shane McElrath, brought to you by Fly Racing and X-Brand Goggles. Uh, commercial break, we'll be back with Austin Forkner. We all know engine oil is the lifeblood of our machines. That's why you need blood lubricants for the highest level of performance and protection. Manufactured here in the USA and designed to handle the heat and humidity. Blood lubricant oil lines such as Pro Elite Series, Pro Series, and the new Scorpion Blood will exceed all your needs. Whether you race moto, sprint cars, side-by-sides, or anything else, Blood Lubricants has you protected. Tests have shown that engines can run up to 30 degrees cooler while using blood. Just ask Chris Kiefer. DJ TJ and I trust Blood Lubricants in our machines, so you can too. Go to bloodlubricants.com to order today. Don't forget to check out their Chain Lube, Two-Stroke Premix, PolyClean, and many other products. Use promo code MOTOX to support the Moto X Pod Show. Scotty T here from the Moto X Pod Show with another fantastic product from Burr Motorsports. It's Shock Socks, the number one 10-second removable fork seal protector. No one likes having leaky fork seals. With Shock Socks, you can protect your fork seals from the crap at the track in a matter of 10 seconds. Fork seals can be expensive and take away from your ride time, so fight the crime of grit and grime with Shock Socks. Check your local dealer or go to the BurrMotorsports.com webpage. Also, follow them on Facebook and Instagram. So go out and make sure to get your pair of Shock Socks today. If you're anything like me, you remember in the late 80s and the 90s, all the cool custom-painted helmets. Jeremy McGrath, Damon Bradshaw, Jeff Emick, all the top riders showed their style and personality with a custom-painted helmet. I was always envious. I mean, I knew I'd at least look faster with a custom lid. Now you, too, can be like your favorite riders. Be one of the cool kids. Kirk Hunter from Extreme Colors has been painting helmets since 1998 and has you covered. For only $395, you can have a one-of-a-kind professional paint job on your lid. Contact Kirk Hunter at xkhelmetpainting at gmail.com and follow them on Instagram at, at extremecolors, that's X-T-R-E-M-E-K-O-L-O-R-S, Extreme Colors. Be the envy of all your friends and contact Extreme Colors today. Let them know that the Moto X-Pod show sent you, as always. Next up tonight on episode 223, brought to you by Works Connection. Since the inception of Works Connection in 1989, Eric Phipps' goal has been to produce works-like products for the general public. For products like the industry standard Pro Launch Start Device, the Elite Clutch Perch, Radiator Braces, customized master cylinder covers, and much more, it's hard to imagine you not going to worksconnection.com so you too can have what the pros use. Tonight, Works Connection brings us from Pro Circuit Kawasaki, Austin Forkner. What's up, buddy? Yeah, how's it going, guys? It's going good. How'd that press conference go a little while ago? It was good. Um, I mean, to be honest, I didn't really listen to what anybody else said. I was <laughs> every time they would get done talking, I would just um, unpause it and uh, or like not, but like listen to what the next question was, as if it was you know somebody's asking me a question. Yeah. But I mean, that's just like, I mean, here's what it is. I haven't done haven't done those in a while now, so yeah, I didn't really mind it, you know like being talked to and asked questions i didn't get much of that last year dude at, at least, least at least you kind of missed out well i guess it doesn't matter because you're in the city but like 
you know, being here centrally, those West Coast races press conferences are like midnight local our time, central, right? And it's like, God dang, twelve fifteen, they're doing a press conference. Obviously, wherever the race is, it's ten fifteen, but man, yeah. I, I bet post race you hate those things. Yeah, I mean, because like especially yeah, just because I mean we have to get the four fifty guys a little bit of time to cool down and get back and get, you know, undressed and yeah and and everything because uh I mean we didn't I don't remember. Did we not? We did them on Zoom even last year, right? Yes. I only got one podium supercross, so I, I forgot. But <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. But um. Yes. But yeah, like uh, the doing them after in the stadium. I mean, to be honest, I I probably prefer that just because it's you know we're I'm we're still there and the 450 guys can just go straight from the race right to, to the press conference. Like that's usually what they did. So, and I'm still there. We're just now getting you know, change and everything from the, from our race. So like, to be honest, I probably prefer that. And just, it's, I mean, I, th- I think it's a better deal than, than on zoom, but I mean, right. Yeah. Well, it is what it is this year there. You, you guys are still doing them at the stadium, sort of like the old school way, but we're on zoom and you're, you're sitting there with nobody in the room. Well, as far, I mean, Sean's there and some other guys are there, but so instead of going back to the hotel like last year, you're, you're they're taking you to the room at the stadium, and then most of us are just staying in the press con- up at the press box or at home and doing it that way. So it's Zoom, but you're in the stadium. Yeah, that's what I heard. I heard it was it was like a mixture, yep. or kind of a uh, kind of going back to the old way, but not fully. So I mean, that's is what it is. I mean, it, I hey, just if you're I doing. Mean, the- if you're doing the press conference, you got on the podium, dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, 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 that's why I never really minded it. Right. Because it obviously, like, cause it's, it's been a, at least it's been a decent night. You know, I, I, if I were to get asked to go to the press conference after I got six, then I wouldn't, <laughs> I would, I wouldn't be happy being sure. there, but Fair at enough. least if you're at least making a, whether you, you know, should have won or whatever the case you're on the podium you're making some bonus money you can't be too upset right you know? well i'm probably going to ask you some questions that you got asked the press conference i had to bail out to get the show going but um yeah. coming off the injuries last year a small injury to be going into west coast this year right now how are you feeling um yeah i feel solid um uh i feel good um pretty much 100 percent. i mean as far as you know, you, as far as dirt bikers being a hundred percent can be, I feel, I feel a hundred percent. Um, I feel solid and, um, I feel strong on the bike and my fitness, you know, my fitness is there. It, it was never really a big issue or pretty much this, just all, all preseason and everything. My fitness has been, has been good. Um, as good as ever. Um, so that it hasn't, that really hasn't been a problem. Um, it's, I mean, Really, there hasn't been a lot of like big problems this preseason. I mean, we, the 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 bike wasn't. I, I didn't think it was it was too bad. Just what we started off from last year, and I think it's gotten better. We've gotten some better stuff um, that we've worked on for starts because that was the biggest thing from last year. Was I didn't like the the start map or what? what just whatever whatever we had to get off the gate. I didn't like last year, but we've made some changes from that and it's much better, like much better that, like we just did some of that stuff even just last week. And I was like, yep, that okay. was the, kind of the last thing I was 
I was waiting on and uh, I had already talked to the guys about it and they, they didn't act like it was going to be, you know, a, a too big of a deal. So that's why they were kind of like putting it off, putting it off and then came out and just did that in a day. And I was like, all right, yep. That was pretty much the last thing I felt <laughs> like I needed before we go racing. And now everything feels solid. That's good to hear. Is that what you kind of hinted at in the press conference? You said there were some bike changes you wanted, but didn't get. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was, that was what I was, that, that honestly, that has been the biggest change for me. Okay. I, I didn't think the bike was too bad last yeah. year and they've gotten it. I, I mean, we've made changes and I think it is better. Um, now definitely just because I, th- I think it was a little soft coming from last year and what we kind of have changed to now, I think definitely fixed that. Um, but, uh, yeah, that, that was the biggest change, um, that, um, that I felt like I needed because I mean, my speed was there in the first couple rounds of Supercross last year. Like I, I was yeah. fast. It, I just both races couldn't get off the gate. I was like, you know, I was like seventh at the first race. And then even the second race wasn't much better. And it was only because I was able to, you know, get through the first turn. Okay. It, because I would have come out worse than that if I hadn't have been able to do some work, some magic in the first turn, you know? <laughs> right. Um, right. So that was definitely, and well, and two, it was like coming from, the two years before that whole shotting at least one of the races of the night. If mm-hmm. I didn't whole shot the heat, I whole shot the main, but in whole, like it was, I was always like top three. That's why I did so good in 19 and 20 because I was a good starter. And then I would either make passes right away or be able to get away in the first few laps. So that, that was why. And that just was not there last year. And we made that change this year. And I feel like, I feel like we got a pretty solid package right good now. Good to hear. Yeah, so so the pro circuit team it's it's been on a little bit of a drought compared to what you know what what we've seen in the past, and the West yep. Coast hasn't really gone as planned, and it kind of gives this narrative where it sets sets you up, you where you can kind of come in and kind of be the hero for that team. Do do you think of it about think of it like that at all, or kind of how do you feel of with the team you know pressure? How do you deal with that? Yeah, I mean that's what this year for some reason, and and I'm sure it's going to change whenever obviously we get to the races and stuff. But to be honest, like, like to be kind of like, this is probably most likely my last year on two fifties. If, if things go well, then it's definitely my, then I'm going to point out either way. So, um, my last year on two fifties, like kind of my last year to make something to get a championship or to make that happen. Like just uh, for kind of all of those things, I, I don't feel much pressure. Like I'm not really feeling uh, I don't know. I felt like last year about this time, you know, the week leading up, I started to feel like some pressure and I like already started to get, you know, the nerves and stuff like right now. I, I don't feel any of that. Like I, I'm, I, maybe that'll change at the first race. Um, maybe that's, I, I, I don't know. I'm sure I'm going to be nervous at the first race, obviously, but I mean, it's just I, right now. I, I don't really feel any of that. I don't feel like the whole, well, that was, they asked me at the press conference, you know, this is my make it or break it year type of thing. <laughs> yeah. or what, and I'm like, I, just, I, I don't feel like that. Like, I mean, yeah, yeah it, it's, it's probably I'm good. Aware of it. I'm aware that it is. And I'm aware that, yeah, I need to win a chance. I've needed to win a championship the past three years, you know, other than my rookie season. I feel like I have been in a pretty solid position to win a championship every year. So it's uh, every year that I didn't since then has been a disappointment. So it's kind of like, and I just feel too, like I've, kind of especially last outdoor season like that was the first year that i just got my ass beat really like i 
usually I am a winning guy until I get hurt. That's yeah, kind of been yeah. like, that's kind of been what I've, I've been one of, if not the fastest guy until I've gotten hurt and I've kind of taken myself out or missed races or whatever in that way where it hasn't been just, I haven't been the best guy. Like I've just been straight up getting beat. Um, and that was not by one guy where it was, you know, it was maybe for Randes or maybe for, uh, it was Osborne that one year or, or whatever, you know, it was guys like that where it was kind of like me versus them, but I was still a top two. I was still, if I wasn't winning, I was second or third. You right. Know, it was, yeah. it was outside the top five, outside the top 10 sometimes <laughs> like this, this season. So it was, uh, it was rough. Um, yeah, it was, it was just rough. And that's what maybe that as helped a little bit too, but, but I just, I really don't feel much pressure this i i i don't want to say that you know things can't get worse because obviously they can always get worse sure. but i mean i've had bad injuries like really bad injuries i've had um i've blown one for sure probably possibly i had a shot at even two so blown one or two championships and you know kind of catastrophic ways i've been out for the rest of the season both times i've done that so i've missed a lot of racing and then last year i just straight up got beat so oh, race after race after race. So, um, you know, I feel like I've kind of had the seen kind of the worst sides of things in a yeah. way. So I, that's why I don't feel like I'm just kind of like, you know, I, I'm like, I, I, I'm just excited to race really. It, that's and, that's and good. I, I don't I like think I've, I haven't been like that for a few years now, at least. Cause I've kind of let some of the pressure things not get to me. Just I've, you know, just, I don't know. I, I don't really, I don't really know. Like I haven't really made like a change this year. Like there's no big change that I've made this year. This off season hasn't been a, Oh, crazy good. I'm coming in with so much more fitness, so much more speed, so much more comfortability on the, the, the not, nothing is, you know, that much better or if, if any, than you know, previous years, okay. I, I just feel everything just feels good. I just feel solid. And may, I, I don't know, maybe it's just it been be some kind maturity, of a low, man. might be a little bit of yeah, maturity. I mean, yeah. I just kind of feel like may, that, that, you know, that too. And just that I've had a pretty low key off season, yep. pretty like pretty just chill. And you know, I'm actually excited to go race. I like um, hearing that, man. Looking yeah. back on the outdoors, do you have any thoughts, any answers to like, okay, maybe it was this, or was it just, you just never figured out what the issue was? No, nah, I mean, I, <sighs> I don't know. It was probably a little bit that I just wasn't the fastest guy just in general, okay. you know, just, I mean, I haven't raced outdoors in a few years. Um, you know, maybe I just wasn't the fastest guy, but, but me not being the fastest guy means I'm the third fastest guy or at worst the fifth fastest guy. Well, I wasn't even that. So, and I don't think that was just like certain races. I was, uh -huh. you know, there were certain races like Ironman. I rode really good. And I think I got, top five both motos and and i started outside of the top 10 and so i was able to work my way you know like i had good rides in there for sure um but just you know i, I don't i don't really know i just was off you know i was thinking hey. about too much or I, you know i i don't really know i was thinking about stuff and and dealing with some just maybe little nagging injuries that i you know just i don't know yeah it's, a number of things, probably. Okay. Mostly, mostly mental things. I think that I was just kind of dealing with and trying to work through, and just wasn't really making a lot of. Uh, I wasn't having a lot of success yeah. at working through those things, and that's what. To be honest, I was just like, dude, I just need to check out some dirt bikes for a few weeks in the off season, <laughs> and that's what I did. And right. the first day I came back, literally, literally the first day I came back riding, 
Rob was like, dude, you're ripping. He's like, I haven't seen this aggression from you like since Supercross of last year. Yeah, so I was like, I don't, I don't know. Like, it's my first day back riding after three weeks. I was like, I was just doing laps, and he was like, you look really good. I was like, yeah, well, no, well, I mean, but that's that's what I said. Yeah, it's anybody also noted. That to me, <laughs> you know, anybody that talked to me before at the end of outdoors, it was like, you know, what are you going to do to try to, you know, not do that this year? And I was like, dude, I, I, I don't know. All I know <laughs> is I want to take weeks off and do whatever the hell I want to do. Yeah, and not do anything that has to do with dirt bikes. If I come back and those problems are still there, then I'll try to figure it out. But, and guess what? I came back, none of those problems existed. So I was like, all right, like, you know, I'm good. Nice honesty. Um, I want to ask you this, man. When, when you see a guy like Chase Sexton, who came through the 250s pretty quickly, uh, you know, got had success, goes to the 450s, wins a race, does that eat at you at all, or is it like so outside of your peripheral? Like you're not. It doesn't matter what other people do, and you got to worry about what you're doing. No, I mean, like, like that's. I don't know. I, I haven't really thought into that a lot. I guess. I mean, okay. obviously, that's like we kind of came up riding together, and things have. He he's done. I had really. It's just like less less injuries than yeah. me, you know. Like I feel like I feel like you know we we've been close all of our careers and speed and everything wise. And he's just kind of capitalized on me. He capitalized definitely that year on me being hurt. And then the next year we'd obviously didn't race, but, but you know, he was a top guy that year too. And he's went on and, and that that's just where he is right now. So I can't, it's hard to, I mean, say that, Oh, if I hadn't got hurt, you know, I'd be right there with it. You know, it's, it's hard to really say that. Cause I mean, I, I, I don't know, but I mean, um, you know, it's, it's just hard to say, you know, but I, I, I don't really, I guess, you know, do I regret getting hurt and all that stuff? Like, yeah, I obviously regret all that stuff, but I've, but I've learned a lot of things and, and yeah, I've missed out on a lot of bonus money, a lot of championship money, a lot of stuff like that from it that obviously I wish I could have gotten, but, um, you know, it is what it is. I, I, now looking back, I, other than the aches and pains that I wake up with in the morning, I don't really regret anything like as far right. as how things turned out other than just, you know, the, the injuries, they, they did suck. But even from that, I've learned stuff from that and I've kind of grown and from that and stuff. So I probably wouldn't really change anything. And, and that's what it's, it's, you know, hard to say where I would be if I hadn't got hurt or where, you know, it's, it's hard to say cause things didn't work out like that. So yeah. that's, I, there's not really, I don't really waste time thinking about that stuff because it's, it's done. It's over, you, you know, no, no change in it. Perfect. Yeah. Everybody has their own path, you know, yeah, just, yeah. but uh, okay. So going into this season, we were kind of talking about at the beginning of the show about how competitive this, this East coast is going to be. It looks good. It looks, it looks, us. yeah. We're after what we've seen in the West coast, we're looking forward to, but anyway, so, uh, <laughs> What which one of your strengths do you think will benefit you the most in this competitive field? Um, Speed. Yeah, I think just I I think just if I get out front, I I'm gonna stay out front, you know, and and whether that's you know it, it, uh, I'm gonna stay up front. Let's just say that, like I I'm, and that's what. And if I don't start up front, I feel like even last year we had a pretty stacked class at the beginning of the mm-hmm. season, and I was able to come through in the first couple of races and come from sixth to second or seventh or whatever. So, um, 
I just feel like I can do that. I feel like it at um, the races when I got to make something happen, you know, I like I got to make passes. I got to find that little extra speed or that little extra whatever. I feel like I can find that. And I don't know why. Like, you know, I'm not every day. I'm not the fastest guy at the test track. You know, I'm not the fastest guy doing the biggest rhythms and stuff, you know, but I just sometimes I don't know what it is, but. Sometimes I can just find that little extra speed or a little extra that I need at the races. And I don't know why. I mean, I've, I've never been, I guess, the greatest practicer. I've always been a little bit more of a racer, but sometimes I can just find that a little bit extra. So, Okay. I like it. Uh, we had a listener, one of our buddies over in Australia, wants to know, uh, how was it losing Ollie? Uh, you know, he's a big part of your program for a long time. Uh, good dude. Really smart. Um, how was that? Um, yeah. I mean, it was definitely uh, – Paid to see him go, obviously. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I mean, we had a good, solid couple of years. And, and the last, you know, we, we just kind of were talking at Hangtown and stuff. And he was like, or really kind of even before that. And he was like, dude, like kind of when he was letting me know that he was going to um, do something else. Um, um, he was kind of like, dude, we've, we've accomplished a lot together. And he was like, I don't think uh, there's any, you know, thing to, to, be upset about or be you know whatever like we we've accomplished a lot together and 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 yeah we didn't win that championship we didn't do that but look we've won a lot of races together and and we've had you know good times so he is I, that's kind of how i left it and i was like all right man like I, like i knew obviously like we wanted and we kind of planned on staying together a little longer but mm-hmm. it is what it is it, it wasn't you know i i didn't get too hung up on it and it's kind of just is what it is. It happened. And, and I, we both kind of just moved on and yeah. obviously that it sucks because, and I've never had a different mechanic as far as race mechanics. So it was kind of a little adapting time, but my new mechanic, Tony has been really cool to, uh, he's been, he's really laid back like me. So it's been a really, really just kind of seamless, seamlessly, uh, adjustment, adjustment kind of, you know, um, it hasn't been, he's, he's kind of a lot like me where he kind of just rolls with things. Just, you know, you just, you got a new mechanic. Okay. We're not going to have this super awkward, you know, weird introduction thing. We're not gonna, he's not going to say, Oh, so, so what things do you want me to write on the pit board? What, right. like, you know, he just, he, he just figures it out. You okay. know, he just cool. does. We've been, I've been, I've been, you know, he's been working with me and we've been like, working together every day or whatever, like him being my mechanic all at the track and stuff. And he has figured out what, um, what works. when I'm, you know, right. Yeah. Just, just figured out my style, figured out with what telling, what telling, telling me certain things on the board or, or what works, what doesn't. Yeah. Just, you know, figuring out rider and mechanic stuff just, you know, and it has been pretty seamlessly, like pretty easy. I know, you know, I thought it, um, I guess I didn't really know what to expect about it. I was hoping it wouldn't be, you know, some awkward kind of like shift or whatever, but yeah. it's been really easy and it really, you know, he's laid back and I'm laid back. And so we just, I mean, it's pretty, pretty, that's kind of, you know, it's just been a low key off season, you know, that's, I mean, we just kind of, it's just been easy, kind of pressure free, kind of just, you know, kind of where I thought it might be a little bit more, you know, there might be a little something there that was a little bit of a hurdle, you know, like a little bit, but it's been, you know, pretty easy. That's probably a good thing. Uh, we got two more for you, Austin. All right. So we had a listener want to know what was the, the V day schedule like for the, for the Fortners? Oh, 
Oh, um, it was uh, well, Riley was was gone part of the morning, and then she came back. She was uh, she went to her family's for like a day, or to, she had to she had to go do something, take a car back, or or something like that. She had to, so she um went there and she came back like midday i was riding all morning anyway so it was fine i went and stopped by got her some flowers got her some chocolates did all that and she came back and we ate the chocolates and she enjoyed (laughs) flowers i guess we did whatever girls do with flowers i I don't know i still question why i get you something and then they they die within three days and that's it and you just it makes you just the happiest in the world (laughs) i don't know I don't care. That's, 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 <laughs> yeah, that's as long as she's are, happy, guess, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. and then we just uh, we chilled, watched some, uh, watched some um, TV that uh, kind of there were a few new episodes that came out over this weekend of some shows we're watching. Um, so we watched, caught, caught up on those, and then we went out and got some, uh, went out to this really good hibachi place last night, yeah, um, and where they cook in front of you and stuff. So yeah. it was really good. So, um, yeah, so, yeah. I, I think uh, it's kind of. Was, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you're good. That, that's pretty much it. Uh, okay. I just think it's kind of funny how we have to have a day where right. we have to, we, I, I love you on this day. Like, I like, I, I love my girlfriend every day. Yeah. I didn't have to, well, you know. The, key, the, key, the Kiefer's are very adamant that Valentine's is dumb and the Hallmark. I you know. I know. I had to, I had to look up what Valentine's Day actually meant, like what it was a celebration of or yeah. what it was. And I guess it's, it's a celebration of love, but it always seems like it's, the guy celebrating the girls more. <laughs> I mean, does it not? It seems like, like I mean, it's the guys t- t- getting the girls flowers, and right. if, you, but I, if you go to you know wherever you're going to get Valentine's Day stuff, there doesn't seem like there's a lot of uh, stuff for guys. Right? Oh yeah. yeah, flowers and chocolate, yeah. and yeah. stuff like that. Oh, there's a card. There's a little, a really, really small card section sure. for guys. Next to the massive card selection for the girls. It's but, definitely geared but, for the ladies. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, but they're the ones, they're also the ones that, that care about stuff like right. that. I feel like most guys are like, oh, they're celebrating. Like, okay. Just like you just said, you know, I, it, I, I, I love you yesterday. I love you today. <laughs> like, I'm going to love you yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. It's not really yeah. any different. You know, yeah. that, that's, just, that's just how it's strange. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so did I mean you make me feel like Riley didn't get you anything good? Did she get you a gift? Uh, not really. Oh. No, it was just I, on, you Riley. know what my gift was. My gift was being able to spend all day with her. That was my <laughs> gift. <laughs> okay, okay, I like it. I mean, I mean that's, that's I, not a bad. I don't. I don't. I don't need anything because yeah. I know that she loves me. Sure, you know it's not a bad price. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, yeah. Just, I, I was like I. I, you don't need to get me anything. I'll, I know you like flowers and, and I'll, we'll do that and we'll watch movies and we'll go out and eat. And that's, uh, that's a great Valentine's day in my book. That's right. a great Valentine's day. So I dig it, Austin. Well, man, I, uh, I will be at Minneapolis. So I look forward to seeing you. Like I just told Shane McElrath, I might come see you depending on what the temperature is outside. <laughs> yeah, I, I, we might be pitted inside anyway. I yeah. mean, last year, the, the last year I was there was 19, and it was really bad then. And we were pitted. We ended up our our truck and stuff was actually outside. Like everything was outside. I think I got dressed and everything outside in the truck, but we didn't go back there between race, like okay. between anything. Like I think even between the heat and the main, we just stayed inside. Like we just stayed in the. We had a little tiny little pit set up, and we just. Everybody just stayed in there because it was just hazardous to 
yeah go outside so i i don't know if it's gonna be i don't think it's gonna be that bad this year because that year it was pretty like it was almost blizzarding so it was pretty bad but um yeah i don't know obviously yeah we'll just have to see yeah. uh be I don't my, know how much I'll be out and about. Yeah, be my first time up to Minneapolis. So I've been to Millville. That's about as far up that way I've been. But uh, look yeah. forward to seeing you, man. Yeah, same. I, uh, I'm i looking, for, looking forward to getting to racing. I, I Especially I'm looking forward to Dallas and St. Louis. Those are my, those are my uh, I mean, Dallas is kind of like the closest thing to my new home in Oklahoma right, City. And right. St. Louis is my, closest to my old, old home and probably the race that I'll have the most people at. They'll, they usually, they'll, there's quite a bit at Dallas too, but as far as like the closest race to like where my family and everything is, is St. Louis. So yeah. most, most of them will be there. So I'm, and both of those places also have good dirt. So I'm absolutely. I'm yeah. Too. All right, dude. Well, we'll see you this weekend. Thanks for having some time for us, man. Yeah. Sweet. Thanks guys. Okay, buddy. Take care. All right. See ya. All right. Thanks to Austin Forkner coming on. Appreciate works connection and torque one racing, man. If you guys are looking for some handlebars, grips, like the defied lock-on grips and the regular, they have the glue-on grips too, vengeance levers, and the attack handlebars. Torque One Racing is your place. Check them out, man. TorqueOneRacing.com. Uh, it might be a, a handlebar that you haven't tried, but go visit them on Instagram, Facebook. Let them know we sent you. Uh, great products. Texas-based company and a longtime supporter of our show, so it's important that you guys go support them for us. Uh, we'll take another commercial break, and we're going to be back with the 7 Deuce Deuce. If you want power, then you need... Williams Moto Works. Wait, wait, what What was that? It's the Supercross guy's voice. No, no, it's not. Sounds more like a Hulk Hogan promo. Well, that's good and tough. I like that. Dude, we aren't making a redneck commercial for a professional company like Williams Moto Works. He designs camshafts, built performance motors with CNC porting. So it needs to be tough and cool. A company who can reprogram ECUs. Higher rev limits and custom maps needs a professional commercial, dude. So, like, if you want complete power package from cams, portings, transmissions to ECUs, then contact Williams Moto Works at 414-467-6199 or follow them on Instagram at Williams Moto Works. That's Williams underscore Moto W-E-R-X. Or you can even email them at Williams Moto Works. That's Williams Moto and then W-E-R-X at gmail.com okay that's better not good but better fly racing is back on board with the moto Pod show for 2021 what can we say that you don't already know in 2020 fly revolutionized the helmet game with the formula helmet for 2021 they brought us the formula cc with the same rion technology and a tri-weave composite shell at a fantastic price point fly racing also released the new light pant with a boa in the front Visit flyracing.com to see everything Fly Racing has to offer from the moto, street, BMX, water, and even mountain bike lines. Once you try Fly Racing, you'll see why riders like the 2020 motocross national champion Zach Osborne, as well as Blake Baggett, gold medalist Connor Fields, and even the beast from the east, Damon Bradshaw, trust Fly Racing. There simply is no better. What's up, guys? This is the Seven Juice Trade out of Intercom. I'm here to tell you about Aturbis USA. For decades, Aturbis has been the leader in motorcycle plastic and accessories like full plastic kits, frame guards, chain sliders, hand guards. In 2020, they are the proud sponsors of Red Bull, Factory KTM, 
Baxter Tiles Hockey, TLD KTM, and Rocky Mountain KTM, as well as many top privateers such as myself. All you gotta do is go to AcherbyUSA.com or call 1-800-659-1440 and y'all better tell them Motorhead Pajo sent you. We're back. And next up, Brought to you by Racetech. He is the Racetech Privateer Spotlight. Racetech is the world's largest aftermarket suspension modification company. All Racetech products include award-winning gold valves and settings are 100% guaranteed and made right here in the USA. So visit Racetech.com for more info and use promo code MOTOXPOD to save. Tonight, Racetech brings us the one and only seven deuce deuce, Adam Intignat. What up, buddy? What's up, guys? How you doing? Doing good, man. It's been a little while since we've had you on here. Uh... Dude, I know it's tough being a professional racer and, you know, struggling to make mains, and you finally made your first main. Sure, you're not happy with the beginning of your season, but it's got to feel good to get one in, and they say they usually start coming easier. Yeah, I mean, I definitely wasn't happy with the beginning of my season, that's for sure. I had a couple I had a couple little mishaps at the beginning of the season with the crash at A1, and then uh, I've just been suffering from bad starts, so... You know, it's definitely not how we wanted to start out, but um, it seems to be going in the right direction, so I'm stoked. Rib issues, right? You've had some rib rib issues? Yeah, yeah, definitely had some rib issues. And, um, you know, I just, uh, after that crash at A1 and then, you know, uh, that collision that I had with uh, Brees, Brees um, you know, that didn't make it any better. And uh, just kind of trying to make my way forward and get better and get better every weekend. Yeah, so as you go on in your career, you've been doing this a long time. Um, fans love you. You know, obviously you're a big attraction in the fan the pits. A lot of that thanks to Steve Mathis. Um, is it easy to still stay motivated to go racing, or as you get older and you're a dad now, like, is it are you are you at all looking at like mm, maybe I want to start winding this down and doing something different? Um, you know, it's just that's something that's a hard question, just because okay. there's. There's so many ups and downs, you know, as far as like getting hurt last year and just um, trying to get re-motivated and after, you know, all the crashes. And then, you know, I did get COVID in December. I wouldn't say it's necessarily like motivation to race because there's always motivation to race, but it definitely, you know, makes it harder at certain points, you know, through injury or through sickness or, you know, just that daily grind to kind of, make sure you're putting in your full a effort every single day, but man, it sure does help to be healthy and being able to go to the track consistently during the week and, you know, seeing improvement and seeing all that stuff go on. So that always makes it easier. Um, I love racing. I mean, dark side, you know that. So I don't, I don't, I don't really see anything in the future other than next weekend um, (laughs) in Minneapolis. And I just want to keep racing my dirt bike to the best of my ability and, Man, after this weekend, it's just so much motivation to get better, and I'm feeling a lot better, um, and I'm seeing improvements. So I'm just ready to put my head down and uh, really try to finish out this season better than I ever have. So obviously it wasn't the start that I was looking for, um, but we're only at round six, and if I can turn this around, everybody will just remember, you know, Adam Etiknap had a little bit of struggling with his ribs, but finished out his season the best, you know, the best he's done, and he really turned it up. So Fire. that's the plan as of right now, and uh, just trying to hammer down and get better each and every day. Awesome. 
Yeah, so kind of going off of that, and you know, you're obviously the personality guy, and and then they use you in the sport to do all kinds of things, and I think that's awesome. Um, who who do you kind of see as being that guy taking over that role when you maybe when you decide you know you are done? No one. No, nobody. Yeah, I nobody's going to say, yeah. but I mean, they're yeah, going to obviously use somebody. Yeah, nobody <laughs> yeah. will ever be the like one Adam. and only. <laughs> I mean, to be totally honest, like I really don't know. That's a really hard question because. You know, in the past, before me, I don't think there was very many privateers that they ever used, like, on the Jumbotron as much as they use me, you know, for opening ceremonies, for all that stuff. I definitely um, I definitely started my own lane and did my own thing. And, uh, you know, I, I mean, as, as crazy as it seems, I'm, I'm, pro- I'm probably, I don't know, I mean, it's whatever way you want to take it, but I'm definitely the biggest guy that I've known of that has, you know, the worst results. I don't know how to put that nicely, but I mean, obviously <laughs> I'm trying to get better and better every week, but I've definitely done very, very well for myself. And, um, you know, I'm proud of that. Yeah. I've talked to Dustin about that before. Dustin pipes, team owner at hip. And he's talked about it. like, you know, yeah, there's probably guys he could go higher that maybe will get better results than you. But when it comes to sponsors, <laughs> fan interaction which is super super important to sponsors and teams there's very yeah. few people that bring what you bring and no matter what your results are no matter i mean i've never seen you outwardly be in a bad mood maybe up in the truck for a few minutes but when you're out in the pits and the fans are around dude you give everybody the time and the energy that people know you as and i mean that says a lot and that's why a team like dustin or Hep wants you on their team yeah. And, you know, I, I always pride myself on making sure that I'm not pissed off in front of the fans. You know what I mean? Like, uh, obviously in the truck, I've, you know, been pretty pissed a couple of times, you know, especially when the day's not going the best, but I always try to, um, you know, put my best face forward for the fans because, you know, all, every single one of those people would only dream to be in the position that I'm in. And, you know, you got to be happy with what you got, even though, you know, today might not be the best day, but something I do pride myself on that you just touched on a little bit is what we in the industry call ROI. And I think um, it's called, it's return on investment. And I think that's one of the biggest things that I, I pride myself on too, is, you know, like I might not be winning, but I'm definitely promoting the product in the right way and trying to do my best at selling the product. And I think I do it very, very well. I agree. Okay. So, I thought of this question before I, I heard about the you know the the LCQ privateer challenge that they're the race oh, they're doing at the end of the year. Do you, do you know the details of this that Steve's doing this year, bro? I I heard something from Tyler and I was like, this is going to be that's going to be insane. Yeah, well, I'll let you go ahead, Scotty. Okay, well, yeah, separate of separate of that. Do okay. you do you think that they're you know I was we were talking about this earlier in the show that I think the LCQs have been some of the most entertaining races this awesome. this season. It's, there's you know there's kind of like your own little group. You know I have y'all's own little championship within it. Do you do you think that there should be more of a reward for those LCQ things, or do you think that kind of like muddles up that line in the heat race where now all of a sudden guys maybe want to go to the LCQ? Do you where do, how do you kind of feel about that? Um, I don't think anybody ever wants to go to the LCQ. I don't care how much money you yeah. put into the LCQ. It's it's a terrible place to be. <laughs> what Steve Mathis has been doing with that LCQ challenge, I think is absolutely amazing for the privateer people. But 
dude, the LCQ sucks because it's just such a big gamble. You know, it's like everybody's going, everybody's going for the neck. You know what I mean? Nobody's, nobody's taking any other shot, but straight for anything above the neck. You know what I mean? It's headshot city. So, um, the LCQ, man, it's just, it's really tough because all those guys on that line are very, very good and they can take you out, you know, even if they're slower, you know, if they get the opportunity, you can dive across that 180 degree corner and put somebody down on the ground. So that's what makes that LCQ so difficult to be consistent in. Um, you just got to get good starts and, uh, and you got to handle your own and just try to stay calm. Like I did this weekend and stay out of the carnage, you know, right. it's just, there's so many different things happening um at once and it's such a short race it's just it's recipe for chaos absolutely all right so let me update you as best i can from after listening to pulp last night i haven't listened back and put my notes together for the wrap-up yet but feld is giving steve his own race at denver on Uh, friday so i think it's a a day schedule and if i understood right some of the heat races or some of the maybe there's a qualifying or something on friday after, yeah, you know after. what? Somebody was telling me about that. Yeah. I think there's in Denver. I think we practice on Friday. Yes. So after that, there is going to be a race, um, some kind of LCQ wow. race that, and there, uh, depending on where you guys are on points, I think it's after quality. I don't know. I, I don't remember. Same he thing about he's always night. done. It's just it's a little different, but he's got his own Steve Mathis race. He's going to be able to have some like um, wild cards that he can pick. Like he could say, Vince Freeze, you're coming in. And all wow. the money <laughs> is going into that that one race, and it's going to be divided up however they decide, whether it's five positions, seven positions. But yeah, it's going to be gnarly because it's it's like uh, to me, like in my mind, I'm thinking like demolition derby, survive whoever survives survival, yeah, and it could be crazy dude like it's a but the fact that failed even i mean that just shows how far steve has come like they used to not even very really acknowledge him and now Feld has given him his own race yeah i mean that's really cool i can't believe Feld would actually do that which that's i mean that's a big step up yeah but i mean if they're really gonna race if there's 30 40 grand on the line i mean you want to talk about flipping throats <laughs> yeah yeah just think- imagine bro I, think, I mean, there. That's a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, it's like people are going to be. I can't. Yeah, I don't that's know. Gonna, that's how, gonna how be many? Really yeah. How many times? You know, ballpark. How many times more is that prize than the average? You know, bonus that you'd get for making the main. Oh uh, yeah. What's last oh, place in the so, main? It's it's so much more. It's like twenty two hundred bucks. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, a couple grand. Yes. Yeah, so well, I mean, even with sponsors and stuff oh, too. Yeah. So I mean. Yeah, it's yeah. I, and um, well, with sponsors, it's more than that, but it's not thirty grand, right? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And you know, it's hard to say. I think last year he raised something like seventy grand total, and they divide that up. So, and this year, that's always at the end of the season. So this year it's going to be a little earlier than the end of the season. So they won't. Maybe they won't raise as. Who knows how it's how much money it's going to be? But bro, it's when you've be- got twenty privateers <laughs> going for twenty grand for yeah. first, you know what it's going to be like? Oh uh, yeah, scary. Did you hear about that? Yeah, so I guess Steve has a race on Friday after our qualifiers for the Yamaha for the Yamaha. You know LCQ how he does challenge. that Yamaha yeah. private? Yeah, the LCQ challenge. He's got and and they're gonna we're gonna race for it. It's twenty people, whoever are in the top twenty or something like that, are gonna race for it on the track on Friday. 
That's gonna be that's gonna be some there's just yeah. bring the gravestones. Yeah. He was talking about like yeah, you know, like, oh, I'll bring Vince Freeze in. Like and he's just he's not even in the race. He's just out on the track and maybe he'll cut the track and like you know, that's just Steve talking, oh obviously. Gosh. But you know it's yeah. So so if you're in that race, but, who is the so, last person that you want to line up next to? Vince Freeze. <laughs> but I said No, few, the last person I want to line up next to in that race is probably Ryan Breeze. <laughs> <laughs> See, I told because Steve I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, I will tell you this right now yeah if somebody were to take me out in that race and i don't care who it was i'm stopping a lap and taking them out because <laughs> oh, if they're gonna take me Steve out wants. for 20 if they're taking me out for twenty thousand dollars yeah do you think i'm gonna let them slide on that i didn't even Hell think no. about that like yeah. people just stop well, and then just see, oh. that's why i i told steve it's, like a month it's ago so much money bro yeah it's so much money like Bro, if you take somebody out like that, there's going to be gnarly retaliation. Yep. I, I told Steve like a month ago when he was first trying to figure out how he wanted to do it this year. It's like, what you should do is like, here's the purse. Here's whatever. It's We're breaking it up this way. But maybe you don't tell them. Like, maybe first doesn't get the m- amount of money, like the, the biggest amount. Maybe eighth gets the money. You know, you don't know until the race is over. And then you say, okay, this is what we decided. So you actually have to go out and race because you have no idea what pays what until it's over that way. I mean, it, I'll tell you this first has to get the most amount of money. I mean, that's just not right. If you don't get first, the most amount, maybe uh, give fourth, maybe give fourth more than somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're first has to get the most. Okay. Fair enough. Well, I, I don't know that I, I have to go back. Like I said, I've got to put all my notes together for the wrap up tonight and I'll go back through pulp and get all the details. Exactly how he said it. Cause it, they, they talked about it for a while last night, but uh, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. It's making me rethink not coming to Denver. Yeah, why would are you not going to Denver? I wasn't planning on it because the budget has gotten tight and flights were really expensive. But yeah, well, I may you're going to res- have to figure out the budget. Dude. Yeah, I think I'm. <laughs> I think I'm going to try to reschedule Denver. I might bail on one of the other ones, but that's going to be yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, so I'm glad I could. I, I'm glad I could open your eyes to what Steve's planning. It's definitely right up his alley. That's so awesome. That's so <laughs> awesome. Good for Steve. That's right. amazing. Well, That's all right, amazing. man. So the bike, the team, how's the Suzuki, man? We know you've been on the Suzuki for a while. We hear people, the negativity towards the, the Suzuki, but like as for a guy like myself, all those bikes are way beyond anything. I have any ability to ride to their full potential. That And that bike seems to get better every year. For yeah, you. I mean, dude, the nice thing, and like you know, we were talking about it. We were talking about it. Um, one of my buddies and I, you know, every year those guys get new bikes, and I feel like the evolution of our dirt bikes has gotten so good in the past like three or four years that all the dirt bikes are so close, and now it's more about tailoring it to you know your specific yep. needs. You know, and like, as you're seeing, you know, the KTM guys are struggling. Kenny's definitely struggling with his bike setup. Um, you know, we, we've been on the same bike for a long time and, you know, Clark Jones has gotten us dialed in on the suspension and the chassis and the whole nine yards. And we got our bike working really good. I mean, as you guys seen in the LCQ, you know, going through the whoops, my bike wasn't doing anything funky at all. It wasn't doing anything weird, you know, and I feel like I got an amazing bike setup, and that's just a testament to being able to, 
work with the team and work with the bike each and every year and not having to switch too much up yeah. and just knowing that thing like the back of my hand. Absolutely. I love it, man. Yeah. It's, it's good seeing you get that consistency and that, uh, you know, just, I'm glad that you're still there, man. Yep. Straight up. Me too. Yeah. All right. So we had a, a listener that wanted you to talk about your collab with, uh, Daniel Blair, Vincent Blair, the, the main event photo guys. They said you're doing a collab or something with it. I think we joked about that. I don't think that's real. It's not, it's not a real thing. Oh uh, no, that actually is real. To oh. be honest. Okay. Uh, Vincent, Vincent texts me and, uh, wanted to do something. So I'm kind of waiting on him right now. I think he's supposed to send over some, uh, like a little instrumental or whatever. And then kind of a rough idea. That's pretty long ways out, though. Yeah. You know, like that mu- music takes a lot of time, and it just depends. You know, sometimes it comes together overnight, and then sometimes it comes together over a few months. So, um, you know, there is something in the works, but I wouldn't look for it very soon. Okay. Um, you know, at least I'd say probably by the end of the season, hopefully, you know, we'll have something together to where we got a good rough draft, and then we can start finishing it. I, I love Vincent, man. He's my favorite Blair. Yeah, no, Vincent's cool. I love both of the guys. Yeah. You know, they both are to- two totally different people, kind of like me and Tyler. So right. It's, uh, it's, I can relate. Yeah. So, uh, uh, changing subjects, I talked to you a little bit about this at Glendale, but let's revisit it, man. What What's the best part of being a daddy? Oh, uh, dude, you know what? I think, dude, I think the best part of being a dad is just remembering that each moment does count. You know, so it's just each moment is so important. You know, you don't realize it. You're going through all the motions. And I know we talked about this, but it's just crazy how you get in this routine of life, you know, and I'm like, oh, yeah, just go to Supercross, go every weekend. You know, I got to do my thing. I'm trying to get better. And you kind of just get in this routine where it's almost, you know, life becomes a blur and you don't realize, you know, how how awesome life is and how important each and every moment is to what your future holds. And, you know, having him is just, it's crazy how much it opens your eyes to like, you know, this is, you know, little Adam's first time at the dirt bike track, Yeah, you know, and how important that is. And this, this last weekend in Anaheim was his first weekend watching his dad race a supercross race, you know, like first weekend being at a supercross for the whole event and just, you know, realizing that all those moments with him are so important and all those moments are so memorable. And I'm probably going to, you know, remember him more than he will, but it's just, it's just crazy how awesome it is and how much, you know, it changes your life to have that little guy, you know, right next to you. Dude, I'm so happy for you and Ash money. So badass. So cool. dude. I'm just so glad he's healthy. You know, that was the most important thing. Right. Just, just super happy that we got a nice, healthy baby, and uh, just try to do the best we can, you know. Yeah, how old is he now? Um, he is two months old. Two months. Whew. Yeah, my my granddaughter is about to be a year old, man, in one more month, and oh my god, so fun, dude. I, it's just you, you, you know. I love my kid. I love my stepkids, and then you have a granddaughter, and it's like, yeah, dude, my kid, go on, go away. <laughs> yeah, it's ah. all, it's all about my granddaughter now, and yeah, she. Yeah. <laughs> I had her Super Bowl Sunday. Didn't really care that I was missing the game that much. You know, I love football, but I was like, yep, yeah, don't care. I'm going to give her a bath, and she pooped in the tub, and I didn't really care. Ah. Just scooped it <laughs> yeah, up. Straight up, huh? Yep, just scooped it up through the toilet. It was like, yeah, I probably wouldn't do that for anybody else. But yeah. Uh, yeah, straight up, huh? It's 
that's that's a game changer too. It's like yeah. you know, before um before I had a little Adam, it's like, you know, you're like kinda almost a little scared to hold anybody's kid or sure. you know, you're like, Oh, changing the diaper is so gross. <laughs> Dude, after I had him, bro, I'm like just getting in there like swimwear and just handling yeah, it. Yeah. It's like it's your own kid. You don't even care. You just want to clean them up and get them ready to go. Yeah. And just dial it in and get it, you know, like I just I'm trying to get my diapers done as fast as I can and see, you know what I mean? It's sure, just, it's yeah. funny how much it changes your perspective. Oh, absolutely, man. It It's definitely life changing. I had my son at like, I was 22, so I was pretty young, but it definitely, yeah. it changes things for sure, man. And I, I am really happy for you guys. So congratulations. And Adam, it's always a pleasure to have time to talk to you and visit with you. You're just one of the best dudes. Heck yeah, I appreciate it. Same same to you, Dark Side. I really appreciate you guys having me on, and uh, I always enjoy giving a little chit chat. And yeah. I'm really looking forward to the rest of this season. You know, it's I think it's going to be really good. Awesome, man, Adam. Thank you. Tell Ash Money I said what's up, and hope to see her at one of the races soon. And uh, oh, what you got more, Scotty? Hey, how just how how much does Twisted Tea hook you up? You got a you got a fridge full? <laughs> uh, um, I mean, dude, just. I don't even know how to say, you know what I mean? I don't even know how to explain that. Like, I dude, Twisted Tea is so awesome. Like, bro, if we need Twisted Tea, it's not even an issue. You know what I yeah, mean? It's yeah. just like, it, they're such a great company. I feel like Twisted Tea is those type of people that are just so down to earth and so, like, cool. You know, you can just hit up Billy or hit up whoever and just, or hit up Dustin be like, yo, can we get some twisted tea, this flavor, yada, yada? Oh, they're like, no problem, sweet. Keep it twisted. Yeah. And just <laughs> dialed in. You know what I mean? It's Heck no problem yeah. at all. They're, they're a great company. Awesome. I, yeah, I think the sport's starving for more th- sponsors like that. Yeah. I, I think it's so good. Well, you know, it's just hard. Um, I, I don't think there is very many sponsors like Twisted Tea. You know, they're. I think, I think they are right in our realm. I think Twisted Tea almost were meant to be motocross people you know what i mean like twisted t is such a perfect sponsor for dirt bikes because you know they love to have fun obviously they want you to drink responsibly but you know twisted t is always about and so like bro we're about having fun hanging out with your friends and having a good time you know what i mean and you can totally tell that that's what that company is and all the people around it. And you can tell that's how it's ran. And it's just so amazing. It's like, bro, I don't, I just don't know very many sponsors that are like that. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Awesome to have them aboard. All right, Adam, we're going to let you go, man. We'll see you this weekend. Okay. Cool. That sounds great. See you in mini. Okay, buddy. Take care. Peace. All right. Thanks to Adam internet for coming on. Uh, we had mentioned at the beginning of the show that, Daniel was going to be post, but Daniel's ready, so we can get into it. If you guys want to stick around on YouTube, we're about to call Daniel Blair. So we'll take a quick pause for a break, and we'll be back with Daniel Blair. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Robbie Wageman, and you're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. All right. Next up, we have uh, a special guest. I, I thought he was going to be coming on a little later, but he's he, he made it. I guess he got done with the press conference, Scotty. But tonight, he's brought to you by Cherubies USA. For decades, the Cherubies USA has been the leader in moto plastic and accessories. They are the title sponsor of the Moto X Pod Show. So visit acherubiesusa.com and support our title sponsor. Tonight, Acherubies USA, Talon Volan, Brian Fullerton bring us Daniel Blair, what's up, DB? I'm so pumped to be brought to you by Lone Wolf. He's the man, right? 
He is a man, and I'm pumped for Saturday, dude. It's baby wolf time. I'm Maximus. Pumped. Maximus, dude. I've been watching him since he was on a 50. It's the raddest uh, name ever. And, and Well, last year was cool, too, because he was a rookie, and it was just cool to see him out there with, with the big dogs, but I think the expectations are a little different this year, and he's become – you know, not just that little 50 kid from NorCal, but he's like legit now. And I, so I can't wait, man. Yeah. You know, I, I was on that press conference that you just did for just a couple minutes before I had to start this thing. And looking at that lineup, like I was like, oh, wow, I, I forgot. I forgot how good the East is looking. Um, I don't honestly, Daniel, have Max as a title contender, but I would love to be pleasantly surprised by that. Yeah, I, 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 I'm with you, of course. I, I mean, as much as I love Max and I would love to see him win round one and win a title, like, let's let's be honest, there's some guys in that class yeah. that are chiseled and ready to ready to fight for a title, and he's still early. He didn't even get to finish his rookie year last year. So the good thing is he's got good people around him, obviously his dad, and um, Jacob Hayes has been heavily involved with him this year, and they're just keeping his head on straight and letting him know it's all about 15 plus one. Just go grind and... You never know where you're going to be. Maybe he gets third this weekend. Maybe he gets eighth, but I don't think it matters really. He's still, again, he would be on the second half of his first year right now. So um, I I think the best thing for him was the way his career started with a uh, three-year contract with KTM, which means year one was literally just learn. Yep. Uh, Year two is, hey, let's let's get more competitive. And then year three, let's let's go for dubs. So I love the way they've approached everything, and um, I, I just I can't wait to see him out there rocking a low number. He's in the 30s now. He's gonna be looking sick. Yeah, I'm gonna have to get me a new a new number play for the studio. That's right. Well, I, with the Cherbies as uh, your sponsor, I don't think that should be a problem. Right. Well, I want a race. I want one coming off the bike, though. I mean, you got connections, bro. That is true. Call, that is true. Call up the Wolf and yeah. get get Baby Wolf's number plate. Absolutely. I want to ask you something real quick. So we were talking at the beginning of the show about the the. The guys in this 250 East, to me, the top five contenders are Jet Lawrence, Austin Forkner, McAdoo, RJ Hampshire, and J Mart. Who are your top three for the title of those top five? Oh, man. I thought you were going to send me a law, but I was going to go, yeah, I agree, because those, <laughs> those would be my five, too. Right. Like, right. Yeah, that's too that easy. It's hard. I think you've got to be super like tight with someone to move them into the five and take someone out because I think that's just standard. You know what I mean? Like McAdoo, Hampshire, uh, those would be probably for me, I'd say four or five. Okay. Um, so I, I would probably go with Jet, Forkner, and Martin. But, but I mean, interchangeable. McAdoo was so good last year. RJ has been good for a couple of years. So if, if one of them come out and win or get second, I'm, I'm not shocked. But if I'm trying to build my own little power ranking, I'd probably go – yeah, Jet, Austin, and J-Mart in the top three and put RJ and McAdoo like right behind him. But then I, I got a little suspicion that Levi Kitchen's going to um, – I think oh. Levi Kitchen's going to be a little bit better than people think. I, I think forgot people about Levi. Him. You should have seen Darside's face. Yeah, I was like, oh, <laughs> god dang. Well, I mean that's what's cool about the East right now is like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. oh, yeah. And that's what's cool. There's so many of them. Um, but, I, yeah, I, I think – I think there's something there with him that's going to break through pretty early. That's I just that's just a gut feeling yeah. and things I've oh, yeah. heard. So I, I I'm going to say Levi Kitchen, look out. Can't wait for this weekend. Go ahead, Scotty. Um, okay, mine's mine's moving to the 450s, but so I feel like we kind of saw Tomac kind of like just kind of keep his pace. You know, I I feel like he's more of an East Coast football stadium guy, and I feel like uh, Anderson has been kind of you know that tighter uh, baseball stadium kind of guy. Do you think Anderson? can kind of keep this momentum and closing the gap 
moving to these uh, East Coast rounds, or do you feel like it's like it's Tomac's time and he's it's just going to be like hold on, you know? Um, I, I like I like where you're going with that because I I think I agree with you pretty much dead on. Like Anderson's a champion. I think he's good everywhere. But if we're being completely honest, like he would be at his very best on the West. So I think we've seen him just tap out um, like his skill set, which is be the fastest guy multiple times, win multiple heats, win multiple mains. Now the challenge, pretty, I think, gets a little harder for Jason. Does that mean he can't? No, I mean, he's he's Jason Anderson. So I think he's going to be good. But to your point, yes, the West, I think, would suit him a little bit more. So maybe the challenge gets a little steeper from here on out, but that's, I mean, the effort he's putting in, and, and this is not just visual. I mean, I talked to Brock Tickle last week for about a half hour and just, I mean, I, I've never heard anybody that is still like a racer be so high on another racer. That's still like in their realm, you know? Cause I mean, age wise, they wouldn't be that far apart. They're yeah. Tickle, what you would think would still have pride in himself, which he does. He's, he's, he, and he should, but dude, the way he spoke about Anderson, it's got me fired up for the whole year because the attention to detail is off the charts. So if you're thinking he's going to go to the East Coast and like, you know, fall apart, I don't see that. But yeah. the challenge will be more because he is so damn elite on that dry West Coast stuff. So, uh, I'm, I mean, that's that's why we watch, right? Like, yeah. We can't wait to see what happens here. It's going to be good. I but and yes, Eli, Eli is. I mean, he's the standard right now, and everyone's chasing. But there's guys that can get him. I, I, I truly think so. But it'll be tough. Yeah, I, I think it's on. I'm, I'm excited. I mean, if I'm being honest, the last few weeks, there's only one reason I've been watching, not for the racing, but that guy in the booth that's so damn good, oh. Ricky Carmichael. <laughs> hey, when you were saying that, I was thinking like, what pervy angle are you like? Is there like a certain monster girl that was working or something? Oh, well, Kristen Beat's been killing it too. My girl, Kristen. Okay. I didn't know you were going that angle, but uh, yeah, I agree with you, Ricky. Ricky is—he's the reason why. Hey, he's the reason why I watch back every Monday. Yeah. And I take notes because my guy RC to see what you missed. Yep. So, uh, you got one more week, right? In the, in the booth. Uh, how how do you feel about your performances so far, and uh, how are you going to elevate your game even more this week? I'm happy. I'm I'm very happy. And Dark Side, you know me. I mean, we know each other very well. You know how critical I am. Oh I'm, yeah. I'm very unsatisfied all the time. No he matter calls what. me in I'm, tears, I'm, Scotty. <laughs> Saturday nights after the race, after the press conference, he calls me just crying. It was so bad. Well, you well you text me and you gave me a B plus performance. Yeah, and I ouch. just had to know why. And I had to know why, not because I disagreed, but because I thought it was a little rich. I thought we were talking B minus, and I'm oh. like, wait, 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 B plus. What what I what I do? I felt like I was but, being uh, a little harsh. No, nah, I'm I I think if you ever give yourself a full A, yeah. Like you just, you just screwed yourself. So I, I no, <laughs> I, I'll, no matter how good or bad it goes, I always throw a B out. I'll just say a B because then you get to work the next week. But no, I, I've, I've had a good time, man. I, most importantly, I'll start there. It's been a dream come true. And, it, and it's not even like a dream that I had where I like, I want to be in the booth. That, that, that's not the dream. I, the dream for me was being vol involved in this sport. And I mean, I raced in Anaheim when I was eight years old on a 50 and I've been obsessed with the sport ever since. I wanted to be a racer. I got to be a racer. And then that fear kicks in in your 30s where you're like, shit, man, what am I going to do next? Like, I don't, <laughs> yeah. like am I going to get a job? Am I going right. to, like, what am I going to do? And I don't want to leave the sport. And then now all of a sudden to fast forward seven years later from when I you know, hung it up, it, to be in that seat is like, 
like I said, it's not a dream that I dreamt, but I wanted something and I can't believe I'm there of all places. You know what I mean? So just to be still involved in the sport and be involved at this level and in that position, whew, grateful is a understatement, man. I, I, I can't even really describe how amazing these last three weeks have been for me just yeah. on so many levels. You deserve it, man. You know how I feel, but I, I told you I'm biased. So, uh, but I, I don't think it's unjust biased, if that's makes sense. I, whatever, what, I'll take it. Whatever it is, I'll take it. Sorry, sorry. Um, so how the press conference go tonight, man? We talked to Austin Forkner a minute ago. Uh, he, he had a pretty, I liked his response when I asked him how the press conference went, but how did you think it went? Uh, it was good. I mean, it's the 250 press conference. It's the start of a new season, which seems so weird. I'm sitting here on a Tuesday night and, yeah. you know, actually I'll fill you in behind the scenes. We, we skipped Valentine's day because people go out and it's like, you can't get in anywhere. So tonight was our Valentine's day. Okay. So yeah, I work in a restaurant. Was actually, it was, it was nuts. Oh, it was madness. So the whole family was in the master bedroom, like waiting for me to get done so we could go out to dinner, which we just did. Um, but it just felt weird on a Tuesday night. We're yeah. already six rounds in and now it's like, Hey, so how do you feel coming into a season? It's so weird feeling to talk to these guys and they're all antsy and they're freaking out probably because they haven't raced yet. So, um, it, it was cool to hear everybody kind of just talk about how they're feeling and their prep and all this stuff, which I find to be hilarious because for all of us, <laughs> we're like, you know, we're six weeks in. Yeah. It just, it, just yeah. it feels weird because we're not on the same page as the riders. Right. You know what I mean? Like we're like, um, so what do I ask this guy coming into the season? Cause we're all, we're all seasoned now, you know? Yeah. So, but I liked it and I liked everyone's mood. I mean, Phil Nicoletti became the star of the presser, God, which I thought was I, hilarious. I wanted to stay cause I knew he was going to be good, but I just, every time they schedule these things, it's on a night. I have a show. Yeah, well, that's Sean Brennan. He's doing it to you on yeah, purpose. But, um, no, Phil Phil ended up probably getting more questions than anybody. Oh, that's number great. One. And number two, he had the best one-liner ever. He told J-Mart to stay out of his way or he's going to turn that six into a G, which I thought was <laughs> hilarious. And apparently they're all buddies now because they were all talking smack like, yeah. you know, smiley, smiley. And then Jet got in there at one point and threw some shade at Phil. Oh, that's great. Um, I hit Jet with a right hook because – I just, I couldn't help myself. I, I kind of blew him out on his age a little bit. And, um, you know, anyone that watched it knows, but anyways, it was, it was fun, dude. It I'll was fun. And, yeah. and that list, man, that's a nasty list of riders. I mean, there was like 12 guys on there and there were still three or four that I think are pretty legit that weren't even on the press conference. Yeah. So, um, and there's obviously levels to legitness. I mean, there's, let's just say four riders maybe win a race at the end of this year, or maybe three, three to four will win a main, but it just feels like there's so many. So the, I think the battles for first will be good. The battle for fifth will be good. The battle for 10th will be good. So that's uh that's what you want. I think, I think we're pretty deep, man. Did anybody ask any of the riders if they were glad they didn't have to hit the whoops at a three? Uh, it got brought up. Um, I'm kind of on my phone at the same time. Yeah. Sean's texting me like right, who's right. next because I, I I use one phone and then my other phone, the bat line. I'm actually talking to Sean on. So um yeah, so I don't I, I know it got brought up and it might have been even Phil maybe I, I can't remember. Um but yeah, it seems to be a pretty big topic of conversation right now. I mean yep. after that 250 main, I mean I, dude, I felt like every 30 seconds like someone yeah. was over the well, bars. Phil was on pulp last night and he said I'd like to take the people that build these whoops and duct tape their hand to the handlebars <laughs> and make the and, and 
hold the bike oh, wide yeah, yeah. open, yeah, and and see if they could get you know make it through. So that's typical Phil, though. Now he was great. You know what's yeah. funny about Phil, and I, I, I mean this now this show's turning into the Phil show, but it's, it's fine. deserved. Um, dude, he's super funny, and he's got some cutthroat one-liners. Yeah. But then if you actually listen to the way he talks about his own career, and he walks you through his, he's a really intelligent person. And I think that's what there's a misconception that he's just this grumpy dude. That's his demeanor. But Phil's super with it, super yep. smart, and has had a great career for a long time. So he kind of gives you the whole package when you do an interview with him. Like you're like, man, this dude's intelligent, but then he'll nail you with something. Oh, so, he's the best. Um, he, I mean, honestly, I hate to hate to call it the rest of the field, but he was the best interview in it. That's why yeah. everyone kept going back to it. That's great. So, I'm glad to hear that. I'll go back and watch it later. Yeah. All right, all right, yeah. Daniel. So I. Uh, for your picture on our YouTube channel, I, I went to your Instagram and I found one where you're on a, a Honda 250F and it looks like you're doing a Superman, but you're not in the air. And I just kind of wanted you to take us through that night and that that moment. <laughs> Is this, am I wearing all black gear on a Honda? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, that was um, 2009. Um that was the year I rode for Geico, but that was before that happened. So I actually, I got ninth at the, I think I got ninth at the opening round. And then we went to Atlanta and I was, dude, I was flying that day in practice. I think I was like sixth in times. And I ended up getting taken out in the, uh, in the heat race and had to go to the last chance call for it. I was bent like, cause I, I, you know, I was riding better than that at that time. Yeah. And dude, I don't know if you guys remember this happening, but there was this 30-second board girl who walked out with the board, put it up, turned it sideways, and walked off. Like, no 30 seconds. Oh, wow. So I don't everyone that. jammed their bike into gear. I just put it in second, and the gate dropped. I ended up getting a second-place start, passing the lead, come around, and they red or black, yeah, no, they red flagged it. They ended it. And I'm like, dude, what the hell happened? Because Nico Izzy never left the gate. He just, he was like, he just, just refused to leave the gate because the girl just turned the board. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, um, anyways, um, yeah. So anyways, they do a restart and they drop the gate and I'm in a first turn pile up and broke my hand. Oh, so, it, so I didn't make the main, that was the one main event I didn't make that year. And the shitty part about it is I got ninth in points in the championship, but if I would have just gotten a top 10 that night, which would have been about my standard that time. I would have got sixth in points that year. So I look back on that stupid 32nd board chick <laughs> who ruined, like, I mean, dude, I could have put a six on the board right. on my career. That would have been awesome. But, uh, but that photo right there is from practice. I remember because I'm I'm a super conservative rider. I ride really kind of tight and clean. And I remember that photo coming out because my dad, who was with me that night, was like, dude, what are you on? Because I was sending that night. I, I mean, I was just super confident. And I remember actually that photo coming out and being like, dude, this is what, you know, I'm, I'm finally riding the bike right. And it was like a joke. So it's funny you found that one of all, yeah. of all photos because I do vividly remember it. And it had a specific reason why it kind of was important to me. That's awesome. Uh, hey, I got a listener question from uh, Nick Still from Moto Limited. He wants to know. If he oh, was, that guy. Yeah. That, dude, he's just always, always in my business. But uh, Always. He wants to know if he was the first Aussie to do main event. Ooh, I mean, definitely on the new model, you know, we, we made a big change on the show. Yep. We're, we're no longer actually. And this is what my brother keeps reminding me. He's like, dude, we're not a podcast anymore. We're a community. The podcast is just one piece. So um, on Wednesday night and Friday nights, we do do a live stream show where, you know, people are in the chat and it's dude, live stream from our phones. It's pretty sick. And he was the first live guest we ever had on any, obviously he's from Australia. 
So it was like noon and it was like nine o'clock at night for us right. or something. And he popped on and dude, he, it was great. And I'm, I'm, I'm watching this thing happen and I'm like, this is insane. Like I'm talking to this dude on a live stream from uh, the other side of the world. It's literally in the future. Yeah, yeah, he's living a day ahead of us, I think, right? Is yeah, like 14 hours. Yeah, or, yeah, he's probably 16 hours ahead of you, I think, because I think he's 14 yeah, ahead of so, me. but I'm just, I'm like, what a weird world we're living yeah. in where I'm just like talking to this dude about dirt bikes, and he's on the other side of the globe, and there's like no delay, and it was just, <laughs> it was just kind of one of those like, damn, this is where we're at, huh? This yeah. is pretty sick. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah. I, he's our, he was the first one, but actually, if you want to go back in time, our very first episode ever was with Chad Reed. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. sorry, Nick, you're like five years late on that one. <laughs> Chad doesn't and count. And not nearly as cool, man. I'm sorry. Eh, okay, I'll keep my mouth shut on that one. Oh, yeah, you're not a big Chad guy, huh? Eh, not not so much, but I generally don't yeah, talk about I try not to talk about that on here too much, but yeah, he's... Why not? Uh, I just too, I'm too nice of a guy, uh, Daniel. Oh, you know, I don't know. Yeah, that, no, no, it. no, why don't you like him? Well, I, I'm not gonna say I don't like him. I just he, he's rubbed I mean, me the, the wrong way for this whole for this whole conversation to just completely pivot. I think there's <laughs> something there. Like, what's the problem? <laughs> he uh, he rubbed me the wrong way a couple times with uh, on press day at St. Louis the first year. Um, that year, the first year I was doing this, and you invited me up to St. Louis and let me crash in your room to save some money. Mm-hmm. That press day, he was there at press, and um, I tried to get an interview, and he was like, "Yeah, I don't, I don't want to do an interview." I was like, "It's fucking press day." So, him denying you an interview, yeah, carried it all this time. I mean, you still. I mean, okay. Well, I was damn. also going back to my fandom. I was a stew guy, so that started it. Um, okay. there's more to it, man. I don't want to get into it, Dan. We're gonna drop it. We're gonna let okay. that one go. Cool. <laughs> so what? El- what else? I mean, I, I need to know a legit reason because yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just not feeling a legit reason at this point. Yeah, I, well, I feel like we're not gonna do that on this show. So, <laughs> oh, okay. man. Uh, you just blew it because I'll I'll never not bring this up now every time yeah, I see well, you. It's just how I operate. So great. you just really <laughs> uh, screwed up. Hey, have you heard about uh, the Yamaha Privateer race for this year? Have you heard Steve's plan? What he got going? Um, I know he was like toying around, and I mean talking about some like race the death type thing that Prater wouldn't go along with. But is there uh, is there uh, something like legit? Is yeah, it, he actually went along with it. They, they are giving no, him a he race. Did not. They are giving him a race at Denver on Friday because it's, I guess it's early race and they're doing uh, qualifying or practice on Friday. And oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yep. it, dude, it's like a noon start or something like yep. that. Like, I think the race is at noon. They are, wait a minute. So Friday is practice. So they're going to, no way. Yep. No he, way. He announced it last night. It's, uh, he is getting a race. He is going to have, wild cards wow. that he can call in and all the money is going to that race. He hasn't decided how he's going to divvy it up or all the details yet, but yeah, they wow. apparently all, uh, you know, I assume it, I guess race to, is race day live. will be on Friday, right? I've no, I, I may, she's maybe, I yeah. have no, I haven't even thought that far ahead, dude. I haven't thought past Minneapolis. Well, so yeah, they gave him a know. race. They they wow. legit gave him a race to the death basically, and he's like, "Yeah, I'll call in Vince Freeze as my wild card," and yeah. Oh my gosh! Hey, just think back to remember when Steve was a rebel and he yeah. was like super edgy and he he was like anti guy and he was in <laughs> trouble all the time. Now what a sellout! He's <laughs> he's do. partners with him. I don't. He's, I, he's he's partners with Supercross. Dude, as much as <laughs> I would like to bust on him, I don't know that he's the sellout. I feel like Feld sold out. They finally just gave he, in and realized his. His reach, I think. Give the people what uh, they want. 
I, I mean, honestly, I think it's hilarious and obviously yeah. we're just playing around, but, um, that, that is pretty funny though. Like if you just think back in time, like dude, he, he was obviously a, a menace. He, yes. Steve, Steve is great for what he is, which is, there's no filter. That's, which is ironic because his show is called pulp, which is like a kind of a filter. So that's, I mean, I'm sure there's something to that. That's but not, that's it's not just, where it comes from though. No, I know, but it's just hilarious. And now like. He still is who he is, but yeah. I think what he is here's what's here's what's honestly happened there. I think that Feld has learned that Steve, as 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 edgy as he can be, he brings a lot and he cares a lot and he does a lot for a lot of people and he's got opinions and it's it's okay. And I think Steve has realized that this new generation that's running and it's not new, they've been around now for a few years, but the people that are running Feld now are so unbelievably like in tune with everybody from the media to the riders, to the teams, like it's, it's so different from the old days. And, and I never got to work for them in the old days when things were not so cool. So I only know the current group because that's who I've dealt with every day since I've been here. Yeah. But this group of people are, dude, they're so into it and they're so looking every way to innovate. And I think that it's like a mutual respect thing where they're like, you know what? Steve's okay. And Steve's like, you know what? These guys are okay. And now he's got a freaking <laughs> race on a Friday. I, I, it's just laughable to me in a good way that, they, <laughs> that yeah. they're come to come together and put on a race. That's hilarious. It's going to be nuts. I was just, we were just on the phone with Adam into nap and he, I like, dude, I, I really regret not booking Denver as one of the races I'm going to go to. And I may have to try to figure that out. I don't know if I can, but I need to. Got to figure it out, man. Yeah. Got to figure it out. And then, so yeah, that, that makes sense too. Yeah. I think everything's going to be on Friday and, I'm sure they'll do something in the morning on Saturday. They're not just going to center the gate. So I, I bet you there'll be something. Yeah. Maybe the main event guys will get a little practice or something. But yeah, yeah now that you're saying that, it all it all kind of ties in. It makes sense. It's going to be interesting, man. But yeah, we'll we'll see uh, who survives for the the big. Oh, what you got, Scotty? Uh, I'm sorry. I was just going to say you. It's kind of you mentioned how like in tune they were, and I I did my my first time ever going to a race as anything other than a fan at Glendale, and. Uh, Sean Brennan did this, and Carmichael actually did this too. Where, when when I talked to them, like Sean Brennan was like, you know, he's got a thousand things going on, and when he talked to me at that moment in time, making sure that I was comfortable and doing things was his like priority, and like that's really cool how they do that, and I just think that like, that's great for the sport. Yeah, I mean, and and Darkside knows this. You've been to enough of them now. Like it's it's up and down the board, and and I think that that whole narrative has changed where people used to talk trash on Feld all the time, and obviously. I, that's cooled off because of the people that are running it and how like good they've been to everybody. Mm-hmm. Sean is absolutely fantastic. Like he, I mean, he goes above and beyond to make sure everyone, in the media is happy. He's so organized. Like Sean, Jack said, you know, he, he kills it. Yeah. Um, other than everyone trying from, to change my name. <laughs> yeah. But that's, that's pretty damn funny in my opinion. But, um, <laughs> but every, you know, Mui, I mean, from the live event, I Dark yeah. said, you know, this, so, those opening ceremonies, dude, I, they're untouchable. I mean, yeah. it, it's insane how good they are. Um, and then the teams, there's a lot of relationships that I think have just all come together. And I don't know if that would have happened at any other time than with the people that are there now, like Dave Prater. I mean, dude, I think he loves, I, I think he loves the sport more than you and I do. And, and to have <laughs> someone that's got, you know, control of where this thing's going, that loves it that much and doesn't look at it as like, a job, you know, I, I think that's why the mood is shifted. That's why the sport is growing because everyone's getting on the same page. And, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's great for the sport too, because I feel like we're primed and ready to make a big leap. 
And I don't think that happens when you have people at each other's throats. And it just seems like everything has shifted. And now we're all, you know, like I said, maybe not all on the same page, but we're all in the same book. And that's really, really important for the growth that I think is coming and is needed. Like we're, we're ready for it, you know, and that's, it takes everybody to move this thing. And that's, I think that's why it's working. Absolutely, man. Uh, well, Dan, you got anything else before we let you go? Anything you want to touch on? Uh, what's up with Chad, bro? What's so? <laughs> He's not gonna let that go. Right, well, we'll talk to you soon, Daniel. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. I do have one. I do have okay. one. Are you are you going through with this on Friday? Yeah, I have to. So dumb, dude. Don't do it. Uh, I made the deal, man. Pull I'm, out, not, I'm not gonna welch on a deal. I it's I I think the best thing you could ever do is walk on that stage, flip your two birds up to the crowd, and walk, dude. Don't do it. Uh, we'll will see. you get him? Will you legendary. get him a bike if he does? Yeah, can you get me a bike? Because <laughs> I don't have a bike anymore. So <laughs> oh, I, I don't hey, have I a truck bought, anymore. Hey, so yeah, hey, I just bought myself a bike last week. Oh yeah, what'd you get? Honda one fifty. Okay, nice. And I'm not talking a pair yeah, for I'm the talking R. The R, like the good one, the Ripper one. Okay. Yeah, dude, straight up. So my kid, like, I, I want to ride with him. Yeah. And I don't really want to get a big bike because sure. I just, I just don't, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm not big, and I also have a lot of injuries. So I just want something that's comfortable so I could ride with him. So I went into the dealership the other day, and uh, there was one sitting there, and I just, that's I know awesome. the owner, and I called him up. I'm like, dude, what's that thing doing there? He's like, it's for sale. And I said, pull it off the floor. <laughs> so yeah, I got a, dude. I'm back in the game. I got a 150, dude. I, I'm not even flat footed on it either. It's <laughs> terrible, but it's so great. It's, but dude, it's, it's perfect. It's like, yeah. I'm it's, it satisfies every interest I have right with my kid and then ride a bike that I'm not afraid of. Like, dude, I ain't getting on a 450 right, right. now. So, yeah. So if you keep the pony, dude, I'll let you ride my one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> let me, I'll think about that. <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned that. Cause I, I'm about the same size as you. And, uh, I, I've always, that's kind of been my bucket list is to like, get like a, like an old, like KX 100 or something like that, like a big wheel. And then just oh, yeah. like, you know, like, you know, put all the good factory, yeah. all the pipes and stuff on it and then just go out and rip on that thing. I bet that's fun. Oh, dude. I, and I'm telling you right now. So my buddy had one and I wrote it probably six months ago and it was the most fun. I mean, honestly, I couldn't even pull off. I was having so much fun and that's why I got it. But I am saying, I, I will say this as cocky and aggressive as possible. You, dude, as long as I get the carb fixed, I think those things bog a little bit. Yeah. You get me a fixed carb and give me about three weeks, I'll wax any super mini rider in the country on a super <laughs> yes. cross track. I love like, it. I mean, we're, we're, we're back. Dude, if Steve's going to get his own race, then I'm going to start working on my own. You line up all the top 10 super minis in the country, give me five laps. I will teach them all a lesson. Bring Monster Cup minute. back. <laughs> nah, that track's too fast. I would need a mod there. I'm oh. talking like a tight one. Give okay. me like a tight East Coast one. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Landon Gordon and all these little super freaks, dude. You you don't want none. If I have three weeks on my one fifty, uh, dude, I love your uh, I love your uh, that'd be your, awesome. Your your uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Your hot takes. That one wasn't a hot take. That was just okay. fact. That was just fact. So uh, I, I throw out hot takes, but that one was yeah. that was just just straight truth. Good times. Well, yeah, I, I think I'm going through with it, Daniel. It's already the deal's been made, man. Right. He sold tickets. I'm I'm in. I'm not going to be a dill hole. Oh, I think it would be legendary, dude. Flip it probably would be. Honestly, to get them all hyped it, and then just yeah. Oh, man. Remember the movie? Yeah. Uh, remember the movie Rockstar with Mark Wahlberg? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Remember when he walks out on stage and grabs the hose and just sprays down all the audience that's yeah. flipping them off? Yeah, yeah. And then they all cheer him. Yeah. That's what would happen, dude. I'm telling you right now, everyone's there to see if this is going to happen. But if you just flip the bird 
flipped the table, told everyone to eat shit, dude, you'd be a legend. It would never be forgotten. He ain't wrong, never. Dark Side. No, he's not. Uh, so much to contemplate, Daniel. I think you really just I, put I, a bug in his ear, DB. Yeah. I'm telling you, dude. <laughs> hey, what's that old saying? Something, something, but legends never die. What? What is it? Fuck, I don't even remember. Oh, uh, heroes are remembered, but legends never die. Okay. There it is, dude. There it is, man. Mm. I'm I'm telling you, dude. You you do what you want to do. Yeah. But you do you do what I'm saying, and it's ten times more legendary than uh than than you going through with it. Just so you know, <sighs> all for a bike, for a dirt bike. Hell yeah, for a dirt bike. All right, Daniel. We gotta get we gotta like, wrap this thing <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah. See, he now he wants to go. Yeah, he's all right. back. Well, <laughs> you know I'm right. Still, I also still have like three hours worth of stuff for the wrap up to do. Oh, he's gonna move. Oh, he's he's and gonna. And then I gotta get up to at four a.m. to drive to Dallas for a doctor's appointment to hopefully figure out what's going on with my back. Yeah. So, all right. Well, yeah. So, <laughs> all right. Way to bring let, it down, I'll let you right? Go, man. Hey, enjoy these last couple of days with uh, the sickest pony in the pits, dude. But yeah, <laughs> go ahead, go through with it. Dude. All right. Go when do you it. get in, man? Friday? Uh, Thursday night, super late. Okay. Yeah, I land at like eight o'clock Thursday night. Yeah, I'm like eleven, dude. So, and then somehow got to find a way to my hotel and freeze my ass off. It's brutal. I'm dude. How, how are we going from nineties to negative? I know. Like, what the hell? Yeah. I'm just Uber in there, so yeah, I'll be. But uh, I'll hit you up. Maybe, maybe, maybe uh, we'll get brother. breakfast or something. All uh, right, you guys have a good one. You too, DB. Thanks, man. Later. See ya. Bye. Man, DB stirring the pot. I don't even know what to do now. Like, it's bro, kinda, he they, that's kind of it's that's not gonna, a bad idea, but long term, <clears throat> I don't know how beneficial that would okay, be. Okay, to me, okay, it's not the act of actually cutting the hair. Yeah, it's 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 the power that it represents that they. That they got their way. That's what he's telling you to stand right. up next to. Is to I don't know. He, I think I really think that he really did just kind of put something in your head and like uh, I'm, you're going to be on that stage and you might. I don't know. I I got to watch it now. That's going. I wasn't. I was debating on whether or not I wanted to buy whatever. I won't be on stage. They changed that. Oh, you haven't heard that yet. I'm not going to be on stage now. I'm going to be in the back. Well, to, they're going to cut it on stage. No, they're going to change. Gonna, they're going to do it like off stage, so it's not distracting to her. She's like nervous about it. Well, but they're going to initially cut the pony on oh, stage. Oh, that probably, yes. But the actual haircut, which was originally supposed to be on stage, will not be. She could, Well, that's that's fine. But no, yeah, but the cutting of the pony will be on. that. They, 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 they would not do it on the stage. But, uh, you know. Well, they were going to. No, I'm saying oh. I, the haircut is one thing. I'm talking about, because, like, as far as I'm here, what I've gathered is that, like, basically, Kiefer's going to snip it, and then she's yeah. going to cut it afterwards. Now. Yeah, yeah. So the, the snipping of the pony will be live on yes, TV. Yes, yes, yes. So I was kind of debating whether or not to get the, the channel thing that it was going to be on, yeah, but spot, but network, now that now that there's a possibility that there's a rebellion might happening, I think I might have to go ahead and uh, <laughs> well, go ahead and... It's and, in uh, my mind, so, yeah, you guys better be watching. we got to wrap this thing up, dude. i got a right, lot to yeah, do. Yeah, I know. Um, I want to thank Cherubis USA, Race Tech, Fly Racing, X-Brand Goggles, Works Connection... Excuse me. Torque One Racing, R Jerky, Berm Lords Graphics, and Jersey ID, Shock Socks, Williams Motor Works, Extreme Colors, Blood Lubricants, Power Band Racing, True Fusion. I feel like, hang on one second. I think I had a message earlier of a question to ask, and I probably missed it. Um, that was something else. Okay. Never mind. I think it doesn't matter. Uh, thanks to Shane McElrath, Austin Forkner, Adam Entenap, and Daniel Blair for coming on. Scotty, appreciate you coming in. Yep. Uh, that's a wrap for 223. We will be back next week. I think I have some guests lined up, but I don't know who the hell they are yet. Support our Patreon, our YouTube, iTunes, all that stuff. Follow us, subscribe, all that good stuff, social media stuff, you know, 
I'm old, so I'm probably not using the proper terminology, but you know what's up. <laughs> you know, that, show. that computer stuff. That computer stuff. <laughs> get, like, like Hal always says, get on the YouTube, the YouTube. or the Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys, we're out. Thanks. <laughs>